When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health from anywhere at any time. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices and message them whenever you need to. No commutes and no judgments. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com forward slash zone and use code zone to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. Talkspace, it's therapy for how we live today. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Me and my friend Tiffany, she was in her car, I was in my car, and we both kind of got a little bit distracted. And it was a fine guy across the street, and I was like, Daddy, look at him. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh. And she just kind of collided, you know, on the side of my car. But we were looking at a really fine dude. <laughs> and Welcome I was like, back. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Friend Zone, where we celebrate Black History Month all year long. Okay. What you were just delighted and treated to be privy to by the eerie to was a clip from Tiffany Haddish years ago, four score and 40 years ago, like a play. From the vault. She was on Pimp My Ride, an iconic (laughs) staple in pop culture from MTV. Yes. When MTV was MTV. Yes. An exhibit was on there. And who knew... The future comedy legend, Tiffany She Ready Haddish. Yes. <laughs> she Ready. She was ready. riding around in a raggedy Ford <laughs> Taurus on Pimp My Ride back in the day. Group on Queen. What? The moral of the story is she closed her piece by saying, But we saw a really fine dude. There's always motivation and inspiration to keep going. Oh my God. And in Tiffany Haddish's case, she tore that car up. I mean, that Ford Taurus, all it needed was a number on the side, and you could have put it in the ro- in the derby where they where they drive the monster <laughs> trucks over the cars. That's all it needed. But she justified acquiring those dents by saying, "But we saw a really fine dude." The lesson in all of this, because the takeaway is always what is most important. Don't beat yourself up for making a mistake. Mm. Allow yourself the room to make said mistake because, hey, you might have seen a really fine dude. (laughs) Hashtag, but we saw a really fine dude. With that being said, (laughs) and most importantly understood, I would like to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone. Your weekly, once again, look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't, and I can tell you these guys will say the same. Welcome to the friend zone. Hey, friends. Hey, Dustin. Random sidebar. Mm. But, to, uh, but to think that we really watched the show about cars being pimped out. 
What's I going love on? That show. It's yeah. your boy Exhibit, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Pit My Ride. Why did we watch that? Because it, it was, was riveting. It was so <laughs> I mean, like. It was- I mean, everybody at that time needed a fucking fish tank in that car. All or some the shit. things like, that the creativity was just. But the thing is, if limitless. I had been a, a producer, it was on MTV, right? Yes. On mm-hmm. MTV, and someone came to me and said, "We want to do a show where we just renovate cars mm-hmm. or pimp them." I would have been like, "No, it's never gonna work." And an exhibit is gonna host it. Right. <laughs> but you see the tie-in music. Because, you know, some of them, they put them fancy suit sound systems in them. True. It was just a lot of Chandeliers. them. I know, I was about to say, it, a lot of them just went too outlandish with Barbecue the other grills, stuff. Right. All that kind of shit. Like, and then I put a hot tub in the back, and then the hot tub cleans itself out, <laughs> and it makes Kool-Aid. It's like, what the fuck? One of the cars <laughs> had a Nuvarang. Oh, my God, what? <laughs> they put a Nuvarang in one of the cars. I said, God damn. Damn. I mean, that's really how you do it. <laughs> We need, have a sh- we need to have an episode one day on just the most random shit that we watched growing up. Oh, my God. Like, so many things. Random, Don't get me started. Like, shit that people would be like, you watch that? Yes. <laughs> Plethora of shows. Oh, right? my God. What about the Emmanuel shit that used to come on? Was it Cinemax After Dark? Skinemax. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> remember. First of all, shout out to Cinemax After Dark. Um, because you, that's you when they would really show the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the nips would slip. Yeah, my evil but, ass sister told on us too. We was watching. Uh, me and my, yeah, me and my cousins was watching um, Emmanuel. She was like in space or in Europe no, or something. Are, Remember, she not, would be everywhere not getting Barbara a freak on. No, <laughs> Emmanuel. Emmanuela. Emmanuel. Was it like a play on that? Oh, God. Emmanuel, like she really went to it, and we loved it. So you know, because it showed it. I'm gonna tell you something else too. The Canadian Channel will show you a tit every now and then too. Oh yeah, the Canadian. Did y'all have a Canadian Channel? It's like CNBC so. or something, or not? Well, something like that, or CB something. It was the Canadian Broadcasting Network, CBC, something. But it was the Canadian Channel, and in Michigan where I grew up, <laughs> the Canadian Channel used to like really be progressive, like. You know, late Saturday nights, they would show like some like semi frontal nudity. You would mm-hmm. see a dark part on the boob every now and then. Not a dark oh. part. <laughs> yeah. Look, that was important. Well, that's what it was at the age. time. It wasn't the areola at the time, it was the dark part. <laughs> right. And the bigger said dark part, the more interesting the breast was at the time. You know, you get older, you find out, you know, about life and boobs and stuff. But, but did you guys ever? Here's a really another fast one. Did you guys ever, I don't know if you guys had it because you weren't in New York, but there was an old lady, an old white lady named Robin Bird, and she used to sit with this, with these tassels on her nipples, <laughs> and it was like a random channel, like you'd have to go to like channel 130, don't ask me why I was all the way up there, what I was looking for. that's where they was at, <laughs> But she was just this old lady, and she used to have, like, porn stars. It was like a late-night show. Uh-huh. <laughs> she would interview porn stars. And they had this song they would all sing, and it was like, Baby, let me bang your box. <laughs> 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 and everybody knew it. Like, anyone who came, they were all <laughs> Baby, let me bang your box. Baby, let me bang your box. You guys never <laughs> with, with her with pasties on. These little black, and she would make them go round and round. <laughs> it was like part of the whole theme. Uh-huh. It was amazing. I, bet I don't it know was. if she's still alive. Wow, <laughs> she probably is because she was self care, baby. <laughs> 
not as graphic, but just as riveting. And she made it all the way to YouTube. Alexis K. Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> the power. Her. That actually did used to come on the Access Channel in at the really? Atlanta. I kid you not. Late at night. I didn't know her before I, YouTube. So I'm gonna tell Me you. Either. I'm gonna right. tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this why because and my sister's gonna be so embarrassed if she ever listens to this episode. <laughs> my sister. There used to be a show that come on late at night called um, Our Nation. It was called Hip Hop Encounter Our Nation, and it was like low budget, like niggas in the studio talking about yo, what's good? We gonna take you through the hits, and it was like all oh, shit you ain't never heard of like niggas like making their homemade ass videos in one episode like my sister freestyled on there her and her friend what? she had my sister used to have a friend his name was OG Cherry Pie and she was yes. so funny anyway shout so out to OG that Cherry would, Pie shout out to OG Cherry Pie from Indiana I don't know where the hell you at I hope you good brother but um there was a show that would come on after that or somewhere around that and it was Alexis K. Tyler's ass. I'm dead. It was her motherfucking ass. I can't believe that the first time ass. I saw that. She's a star. A star. And you know what? I met her in college because she went to speak at Spelman College. <laughs> she needed to. The stuff she, she was saying, that's, that's the target audience. <laughs> when, she, when I tell you it was an event that she was speaking at Spelman College, it was great. She was great. the original six brown chicks. <laughs> <laughs> The people we calling in, remember the story should be... Oh, my God. Her and her mama would be sitting up there. Oh, let them hit the bottom. <laughs> oh, remember my she God. said that? Penis will make you slap somebody. Yeah. <laughs> See, the boys, you know, they sleep with you, you know, do it for a crystal snack. You know, she reminded her mama me of... Be like, I'm sorry, did you just say a crystal snack? Mm-hmm, a crystal snack. <laughs> like, her and her mama are up here tripping right now. And that makes this even more sensible, this comparison. Absolutely. She totally reminds me of Mariah from Married to Medicine. I thought you say Mariah Carey. <laughs> I was like, I don't see no, it. No, not that one, baby. <laughs> Although, I mean, touch, Mariah did have a song called Touch My Body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the writing's you know on the wall. You know what you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. This she has to be an off-the-cuff-ass episode mm-hmm. part two. <laughs> so let's bring it back in. How were mm-hmm. your weekends? Amazing. Um, we had a very, very awesome time in Chicago. Living it up, living it up, living it up. With so Sidebar. <laughs> Speaking of shows of ore, <laughs> I gotta say it. Respect the legends. Patty LaBelle had a lifestyle show called Living It Up with Patty LaBelle. Ran a couple seasons. Fascinating television. To this day, the best rendition of Oh Holy Night I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> Deborah Cox was pregnant like seven months. Standing up there killing it, and Patty LaBelle was right next. Patty LaBelle let her rock for about five and minutes, then she and then she couldn't help came herself. Had to get her a <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show y'all the YouTube. Remind me when you hear this, tweet me and remind me to tweet that link. But shout out to Living It Up with Patty LaBelle, one of the greatest. Like they, she would go around cities and like show you the best restaurants, show you like black, excuse me, <laughs> show you like black cultural institutions like in the cities. It was amazing. Before I even knew, you know how I found out about Carol's daughter living in Michigan? Because Patti LaBelle went to the store in Harlem on her show. Really? Wow. Oh, shit. So it wow. worked. I'm telling y'all, shout out to Patti LaBelle Imagine the theme song. Imagine me bumping into Patti LaBelle in Harlem. And then she just pulled out her, her microphone friend. <laughs> in full Patti regalia. <laughs> So we talking like a big ass purple fur coat, a good bob wig, 
Did y'all see her with her blonde hair? I like it. Mm-hmm. I, she said, I like Patty LaBelle. It's Patty LaBelle shit. Right. There's no wrong that can be done. <laughs> shout so, out to shout Maleficent. Out to, shout out to Patty shout LaBelle. Out to Patty La- <laughs> well, shout out to Patty LaBelle. And also shout out to Patty LaHell. She was on her Instagram spitting them birds. The, the, she was rapping her ass off and was Wait, just. Wait, what? What I miss? <sighs> Baby. We about to have another clip. I, I don't know what's been to happen with Patty LaHell, but you know, she had the things on deck for the kid. And I was like, this girl, my girl is rapping now. What? We got to talk about her for the music segment. Yes. Right. Shout out to Patty LaHell. <laughs> Support her in all her endeavors. But shout out to Chicago for being amazing. You guys had great energy. Super hyped to have spent some time with you guys. And now we are going to head to L.A., Los Angeles, Saturday, June 16th. Make sure you guys grab your tickets, uh, thefriendzonelive.com. VIPs are already sold out, but general tickets are still, what is it, general admission tickets are still available, so make sure to grab that. We can't wait to see you guys in about a month or so. be on the West Coast. Right, we have a very special guest that's going to be joining us for the Q&A and a very special artist who's going to be performing for the outro. That's kind of the new know the new flow of our okay. shows so every every city will be a surprise two surprises really right so it's gonna be really Give me exciting everything. and shout out to lewis york for joining us in chicago you guys Man. killed it thank you so much right? the talented ones. that was an amazing surprise and we're not gonna tell you the artists for each city so you guys can just be excited when they come out on yes stage. you can especially <laughs> in la y'all about to go nuts yeah insane in the membrane i love it so you guys ready to jump into the show Let's yes. do it. So on last week's, oh wait, last <laughs> week we didn't have a show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so on two weeks ago's show. About a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Not titled, the bicentennial. <laughs> titled, <laughs> titled Off the Cuff, where we had a show, as a Jaden XD say, a black ass show about nothing. A black ass show about nothing. We had a show where we just literally did that. We just went off the cuff and talked about whatever we want to talk about. You guys loved the the structure of that. So we'll be doing more of that just to lighten it up, especially because the internet's been kind of heavy the past couple since forever, really. Right. Um, <laughs> it just seems like it's unstoppable. Yeah, and it's only getting heavier. So we'll make sure to flip the energy here and there. You guys love that, so that was a good sign. But Asante, who stood out to you <laughs> with their commentary about Off the Cuff? Shout out to Lisa Lopez. That is the name in this email, what? and I had to read it. So, you know. Wasn't that a, like, somewhere for Hot 97? Maybe not. I'm tripping. Go ahead. <laughs> Back well, in the day. All I can think about is left eye. And all I can think about is how I want that left eye hoodie so bad. Somebody has a picture of Lisa left eye Lopez. On, on a hoodie? On a hoodie, but it's her mugshot. You know, it was from when um, she had birthed that nigga. You that's know, cute. It was, Andre Rising's house. <laughs> <laughs> mood. <laughs> Still, one of the that pivotal news moments. Mood. For real, though. Pivotal news moment. I remember being young and that coming on the news. Especially because like, they got back together. He was from my hometown, so it was a really big deal because he was the guy who had made the NFL and shit from Flint, Michigan. So when that shit happened, it was like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Lisa Lopez, Lisa not left on Lopez, writes in. So right eye. (laughs) About Fran's man running to McDonald's. Oh, gosh. I fell out dying at Fran's date making a McDonald's run to take a shit. This story reminded (laughs) me of when my now boyfriend first came to my house. Uh Uh-oh. It was our third or fourth date, and things were going great. He comes back to my house and is sitting on the edge of my couch, and he turns to me and says, I have something to tell you, but I don't know how to tell you. I immediately get defensive and say, what do you have to say? 
He responds, I don't know how to tell you. So I start having flashbacks of all my horror dating stories and start getting angry. Now I'm like, what? Are you, are you married? Have a girlfriend? Gay? Just come out with it. Gay. <laughs> right? It's got to be something. Shit. He turns to me and says, I have to use the bathroom, but I have to take a shower after I do. So do you mind if I take a shower? <laughs> okay. I don't know what's worse. Right. Saying it's it. So, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I bust out laughing and say, you took me through all this just to say you have to shower after you doo-doo. I showed him to the bathroom and gave him a washcloth. Right. This <laughs> even had me dying. <laughs> I bust out laughing and say, you took me through all of this just because you have to shower after you doo-doo. I showed him the bathroom. Right. <laughs> It automatically turns you into a third grader. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Vonage commercial? Do 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 Go ahead. It's reminding me of the Atlanta episode. Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Yoo-hoo. You know that shit almost made me want to buy a Yoo-hoo, Yoo-hoo. until I realized they probably That's how all the Karen Huger boo boo. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I sh- four years later, we still kicking it. Just thought I'd share. Whoa, Whoa, what the wait what? a minute. <laughs> Speaking of shit, you ain't shit. I can't believe she said that. How about her man? How about her man? Ooh. She's still with him. She still, look, she still love him. I hope y'all don't come to a live show. We could be like, oh, you the doodle dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right on stage. <laughs> hey, Whoa. oh, so you must be the doo 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 doo. Pig pen. <laughs> wow, like man, we are deliriously Fred, tired today. I'm what here for it. <laughs> did you find in them SoundCloud streets, friend? First of all, what's his name? <laughs> yeah. The little country dude, Ramsey. Yes. yes. So remember oh, when we were Lord, trying to figure out what, when we were trying to figure out what the cadence was in that part because I was like this is familiar yes and of course the geniuses that listen to our show talk about it reminded me that it was from Shaggy remember the part where he's like uh, but she called me on the counter yeah it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me saw me banging on the sofa yeah it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me so that's one of the cadences but it's also Miley Cyrus party in the USA party. shout yes. out to none other than who. Claude Kelly, who wrote Party in the USA. The genius. One of that was actually one of his like first and biggest placements of all time. So Baby dope. the Jay-Z song was on. Right. Oh, the Jay-Z song. Look, Miley was doing the fuck out of that. I like that. Claude song. wrote the fuck Shit. out of that. He yeah. sure did. Shit, he did. <laughs> I'm trying to find the part where she oh, when she's like, cause all I see is stilettos. I guess mm-hmm. I never got the memo. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. So that's where the cadence. Is I guess from I should have brought a cardigan. That's some shit. Whatever she said. <laughs> so you guys are dope because you reminded me. I just could not figure it out. It was killing me. And then lastly, on SoundCloud, Sasina Endale said, "My therapist gave me this book, and she's referring to the New Visions book by Bell Hooks that I suggested for summer reading." She said that her therapist gave me this book to read after going to deep depression and, and extreme anxiety, and I can't even put into words how much this book helped me. After experiencing two traumatic deaths in my life back-to-back, love was something that I became terrified of. My unhealthy coping coping mechanisms was to close myself off from anything that would put me in a vulnerable position. Through that, I lost a lot of the love I had for myself. I didn't even really know what self-love or self-care looked like anymore. She lent me the book to read while I was on vacation in the Bahamas. And when I tell y'all that reading Bell Hooks by the Caribbean Sea can cure nearly anything, I mean it. 
P.S. I still never forgot that Bell Hooks came for Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> what is with these P.S.s? Mm-hmm. Look, just in case somebody, you know, somebody's going to be like, well, you know Bell Hooks came. I like this person. Let the record reflect. Okay. I like this. She said, I've matured enough to look past it, but now I'm mature enough to let it go. Thank you. You are all amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for this podcast. You amazing. So much love, Sosie. <laughs> I like Sosie. And I even like her name, Sosie. That's cute. <laughs> so that was the one that stood out to me. What about you, Dustin? What you find in the Twitter street? Before we go to the gutter, the I gutter. just want to say that the name Bell Hooks has always been funny to me. I don't know oh, why. No. I don't know why, but it's just something about somebody named Bell Hooks that's funny. I don't know. It sounds like it could be like a crook. You know what I'm saying? Like a person who like gonna hustle you or swindle you or Bell something. Hooks. I don't know. Just Bell Hooks. Gotta watch out for Bell Hooks. Somebody now. you really don't want to fuck with Bell Hooks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bell Hooks got all, that money has up always now. made me laugh. <laughs> Anyway, let's that get... That might be a dope-ass rapper name, actually. Bell Hooks is a dope-ass rapper Because you know how niggas name. always Damn. got, like, Rick Ross and all them be the rapper names? Hey, Bell Hooks now. You named after a Bell scholar? Hooks. I hear that. Ooh, that was going to be my AKA. Why'd you put... Look. <laughs> what if Lil Mama changed her name to Bell Hooks? Y'all going to support it? <laughs> well, look, while sure. you playing, Lil Mama's been looking good in them streets lately now, you know. Yeah, it's true. She always have been. If you glam her up, She always right. has, yes. Yeah. The people just been playing her too But I don't know who's been styling her, though, but she's Mickey been Boom. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Boom. Boom I follow him on Instagram Mickey Boom been he been styling her right yeah. for Mickey, real? Yes, his name is Mickey Boom he well, been styling sir. her I was, shout out to Mickey Boom Bell <laughs> it Hooks, came across Mickey my Boom. Instagram I was Step like well let me I kept tapping and I was like oh I can't like it no more it's already another heart on there but I had to scroll no through. she looks great they're doing a mm-hmm. good job whatever that team is shout out to Mickey Boom mm-hmm. alright so <sighs> Shout out to Whitney with two I's, two T's, one N, and three E's. Oh, right now. Who said, Dustin, <laughs> body roll gospel music is a genre. I thought that was just, that spoke, that was profound <laughs> to me. That just spoke volumes. Okay, so shout out to them. <laughs> shout out to none other than Hey Friend Hey for bringing this tweet to my attention from a black arrogant. Oh, also, no. at sweet, S U I T E underscore T. I Who said, if my aunt don't stop messing around. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all know those pictures where the item is like breaking away into small pieces, like disintegrating. Mm-hmm. The new meme. So the new meme. So this one is a black woman's foot <laughs> with like some burgundy toenail polish. How the hell did you find it? And Sweet T said, if my aunt don't stop messing with honey buns and Pepsi, <laughs> like diabetes, like sugar gonna take the foot. <laughs> You know, that sugar going to take the foot. So I thought that that no, was very hilarious. Give me something about that damn song. I can't believe you found the toe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I had yeah. to find it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Andrea V underscore ATL. I had tweeted that, you know, I had this epiphany. I was on my way to work one morning, y'all. Y'all know I go to work early in the morning, like the Gap Band song. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Um, I go to work early and I was on the train and I was listening to Moving Mountains by Usher and it's always been one of my favorite (laughs) songs but now like you know I'm grown and so I realize a little bit more about life and so listening to that song like that song goes and so I had tweeted it and shout out to Andrea V underscore ATL who said for the longest time I thought he was saying just leave me comma capital B like he's from New York (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because of the part of the song where he said, just leave me, just leave me be, just leave me. Like, leave me alone, let me be still, you know? 
Leave me be. But she thought, like, leave me be. Just leave I me leave be. Leave me be. <laughs> like, you leave me away from me. Leave me. <laughs> so, shout out to her for being, you know, a visionary. For being so New York. Ooh. Right. Um, I also want to give a shout out to. Not today. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Tori, T-O-R-R-I, Michelle, uh, like Michelle, but with an N. And it said, my friend, some real ones with the fist, with the uh, arm, the bicep emoji and a laughing, crying emoji to accompany it. She tweeted, my boyfriend took my phone and texted all my friends like, wasn't I with you last night? And all my friends backed me up. He going to throw my phone at me like your friends are liars. I was with you last night. So how they do how, So how was they with you? This is why I don't like them now. And she accompanied it with a screenshot of her messages, right? I'm the friend that would have been like, huh? All of her friends. The first one, yes, ma'am. The second <laughs> one, yeah, yeah, you was. The third one, yeah, bitch, what you asking for? The fourth <laughs> one, yes, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Duh, what kind of question is that? Real yeah, ones. girl, you left your jacket in my car. <laughs> She's a rider. So real all her ones. friends are real ones. Real ones. I want to close <sighs> this out. I want to try that. Yeah. I'm I feel like y'all you. would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, girl, what you asking for? That would have been me. Maya would be like, I'm not lying for you. <laughs> what are you asking? I don't want to say what I would say <laughs> on the air. <laughs> but, you know. Okay. I want to give the last tweet of the streets highlight to none other than Latroy Davis, my friend, at so Mr. Funny. L. Davis, who tweeted with he his legit stupid has ass. has me laughing out loud. <laughs> He's a times. moron. He's a moran. He tweeted the other day. <laughs> Sought out to this tweet. I didn't even favorite it from my lip. But Prince Charming Pierre. Oh my gosh. Him and Shar Joselle were in a, a Uber pool, I guess, right? <laughs> and he was like, I told her I hate Uber pools. And now we in a pickup truck with other passengers. <laughs> and LaTroy quoted it and was like laughing my ass off. But anyway, that's another tweet for another time. The tweet we're talking about today. <laughs> LaTroy says, y'all, <laughs> and pickup was in all caps, by the way. <laughs> so shout out to Pierre at Prince Charming P for that, because that Whoa, was funny. Y'all are taking me down today. Okay, LaTroy said. Can you imagine you in Harlem in a pickup, <laughs> in a pickup truck, truck roll up? <laughs> And be like, oh, I'm with people in it. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna have to pay them five dollars on today. How many people come in the pickup truck? I mean, took on like four door, so he was probably just, you know. <laughs> but it's just funny, man. It's just funny, and, and it's funny for some reasons. No, but wait, did you see the tweet where Latroy canceled? The Uber because it was a one of those white kidnappers. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, won't be me. Yeah. <laughs> they got to charge me the five dollars on the today. White vans mm-hmm. from the movies that they come and kidnap <laughs> Look, you. Look, you don't even get in that when they they throw you and put the bag over your head. Then they ask you Hell your name. It's no. like, what the hell? vans with no back window and shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. And the tall and the high the high brake lights like it's got a bad shape. <laughs> You know somebody with a high butt, an ass sitting halfway up the middle of their back, you know, and they look like they're standing up, leaning over. You know them kind of people. That's what them big Ooh, vans look like. Not them kind of people. Anyway. <laughs> so LaTroy tweeted, y'all, Tyrone Hankerson graduated today. Look at y'all's Pell Grants at work. Spent your check and got it right back. And accompanied the tweet with Tyrone Hankerson's graduation no. photo from Howard University. Wow, congrats. And it also is accompanied by a screenshot from an Instagram story where the video, it's a video of Tyrone Hankerson holding his degree. 
And I'm not sure if he posted this, but the video, the picture is captioned, remember the best revenge is your paper. No, he did not post <laughs> So He did not post We just going to end it right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to Tyrone Hankerson. I still want to play him in a movie <laughs> when it happens. I can see it. It's going to be like a heist movie. Especially you know I mean? that shot with the brown fur and the blue. Yes. And outside then the brownstone. Did you see him next to that black, The what I want like the movie poster to be? There's a picture of him walking to a black Range Rover. He's in a black <laughs> leather jacket like turned around looking over his shoulder. No, the one where he's hopping in the air. Oh, that's the Jordan the photo. Yeah. I just want to recreate the track that he did when he was doing Plain Jane Remix. <laughs> because when they brought up his music and I was like, Tyrone made music too? And it was him and being Nicki Minaj. name like Time Money? <laughs> I bet you that studio quality was A1. It was great. He paid, look, he paid Top dollar for right. that. He, he probably recorded that shit at what's Prince at Studios? Uh, <laughs> what's Prince's Studios that can't nobody get in? What is it called? Um, the campus in Minneapolis, right? Yes. Damn, I can't think of the name of it, but y'all know what I'm talking about. My word. Park. Park. Park, uh, Park something. Paisley Park. Paisley Park. Tyrone probably recorded this shit in Paisley Park. <laughs> They make it when you got the coins. <laughs> okay. Can I read? Anyway. Can I read the one from the Facebook one? What? The one that was being tweeted to us from the pe- person at the show. Who? Mm-hmm. Shout out to um, Shani Fresh on Twitter, uh, Shan underscore Lynn. Mm-hmm. She said, "I need y'all to be aware of the moment of clarity I was having in the audience of your Chicago show oh, Saturday while y'all that. was on stage living y'all's best lives." And then she screenshotted her Facebook post where she said, "I remember the first time somebody called me a nigger." I was nine years old and just moved to Westchester. His name was Mike, and he lived on my block. Today, I saw Mike at the Friends on Live podcast, <laughs> a, peak black ex- a peak black excellence affair, for those that aren't aware, with his black girlfriend. He is the only white guy here. I just... Life comes at you fast. <laughs> Hashtag plot twist. Oh, I want to know what happened. But so, the craziest part is I saw her tweet that to us, and then the first comment underneath was someone write, fuck Mike, in all caps. So, so, Mike, in case you're listening, or if you are the black girlfriend of Mike, fuck Mike. But the black girlfriend of him, don't fuck Mike literally no more. Break up with his ass. I'm dead to that <laughs> you, know, you canceling Mike? I, I, he, can't, he can't have turned the, the, his life around. And maybe he found the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe... He got to that evil-ass church Kim Burrell got since he thinks it's okay to call people niggers and still, you know, date them. I'm Maybe stunned that's, at that you know, story. That Mike. Me, that made me wonder some other things that ain't my business. What if he's listening right like, now? If Mike is listening, then you got some apologizing to do to I some people. I know he must be sick. When Wait, I'm, he might not even remember it. He might not even know Mike, if you a white guy named Mike right. and your ass was at the damn show, know. you called somebody nigger. He might have forgot <laughs> I want to know what Why happened. Why you saying that like that? Because that is look that is that is some shit when you have to see somebody that is said like some foul Dave shit. When he was playing the nigger. Klansman. You got somebody nigger. You got something to ask for. That was so. Funny. Now that you're a nigger lover, Mike. <laughs> shit, that's fucked up. Wow, man. So the fact that you had that moment and how big and brave of you to not pull up on Mike and his black girlfriend. Truly. This is going to tie And not tell us because you know y'all would have been hollering at that dude on stage. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, please. Thank I'm you for not doing that at the us. show. Thank right, because, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for not doing that. She knew. But I do want to know what happened. I feel like I do want to know that what was it from Scary Movie where she's eating that popcorn in the audience? Like that's how I, I want to know what happened. 
<laughs> what did you say? Like, how did I know you didn't let that go? Like, she probably didn't say nothing. She was probably stuck. I could have figured out something to say. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to wonder what she said. <laughs> but shout out to Mike. He came to the show. Maybe he has, you know, maybe he's not mm. on that. Mm. Look, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember the first person called me one. So, I, and to this really? day, I, I, don't I don't have nothing for them. I don't know if anyone's called me one. I don't think. You can you know when someone feels it, right? But right. I've never heard. I don't think I've heard mm. it. I was in the fourth grade. Heard his name times. was Peter Peterson. <laughs> that was literally his name, and he called me an uh, N word on the on the. We were like on the football field at elementary school. Wow. And we got into a fist fight. Like my dad had to come up to the school and everything. Like that was in the fourth grade. Started kicking ass early around here, baby. Like it was. We play them games. That was the unforgivable. Like. You were bl- no, like, come yeah. on, yeah. yeah. But you know, we was kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Yeah, that's wild, bro. <laughs> How did we go there? How did we get there? Bitch, I caught this. <laughs> <laughs> it said in the back, apparently. <laughs> oh, you know what? So on this week's episode, so you know how Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> like a cop car. Oh, oh no, this is getting worse. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I, I didn't mean. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, moving on. Moving on, right? So, you know how Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. has those shows where he'll have celebrities come and read mean comments about Yes, mean tweets. Mean tweets. That's yes. what it is. And they literally just sit there and read through all of them. Some of them are fucking hilarious. But my favorite part of it... Fran, if you got some mean tweets no, over no, there, no, I'm don't. leaving. <laughs> my favorite part of it is how they are able to flip the negativity and mm-hmm. make fun of it and, and take, you know, take it on the chin, yes. like lighthearted. And I've noticed that a lot of YouTubers, I was telling the guys that I fell into a YouTube rabbit hole. I haven't really watched YouTube in a long time because... A lot of them are just pranks now, like couples doing pranks. Like, that's yeah. like the new thing. People just ask, answering questions. Yeah, so it's not really, I don't know. YouTube has changed a lot. But mm. I randomly fell into a rabbit hole because I was, I was missing a lot of my peers from mm-hmm. YouTube. And I was like, let me catch up with them. Like, I wanted to catch up with like Jackie Ina and mm-hmm. Natural 85 and Maya, okay. of course. Yeah, so I was like, let me watch all my friends. Um, Fell into a rabbit hole because, you know, it has the suggested videos on the side. They get you yes. every time. Get you every time. So every time. I call I... them the Velcro videos. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now that you're saying Velcro, uh-huh. another sidebar. <laughs> we're <laughs> never getting anywhere with this episode. People were dying about the smelly lifts and cabs. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and oh my someone God. was saying that the smells feel adhesive. And I <laughs> <laughs> screamed. <laughs> They stay on you. <laughs> oh, Somebody my God. was like, that's some mm. adhesive smells. But anyways, so reeling it back in. So I was, I saw some of that now YouTubers, I'm, they've been doing it for a while, but they read mean comments. Yes. And um, I started clicking on some of them. And it's really funny. <laughs> I love humor. I think with me, it just reminded me that if I can flip something find it funny or even if someone's mean but they're funny about it I can deal with it like I think humor is such medicine especially battling a lot of the negativity that's kind of inevitable there's no way you're going to be online or anywhere really and not deal with people telling you what they like and don't like about you right now we're not going to go into the 
internet and dig up, you know, all that's been said about us. But I thought it would be funny, especially touching on mental health, which this does affect if you're constantly bombarded with, like, you know, people telling you about yourself, especially when you didn't ask. Okay. Um, <laughs> but how do you, I want to know how you guys deal with it. So I thought I would ask you. What's the worst thing, or a couple of things, obviously, because we want to keep it going. (laughs) What are a couple of things that you've heard about yourself or the people have left comments, or maybe even in real life that someone has told you that someone else said and they got back to you? But what's the worst thing that you've ever heard about yourself? And how much truth was there to it that you can admit? (laughs) If someone say you look like something and you're like, I can see it. (laughs) <laughs> the guys over here thinking. Okay. So one time somebody, and this is going to be real familiar, right, told me that I needed to sit down with my afro. It's supposed to be representing Africa, but it's representing bullshit. What? Yes. In a comment? No. In real life. A hood rat by the name <laughs> that it does not need to be named no fucking more decided to humiliate me because she was mad at the uh, media conglomerate that I was affiliated with at the time. I know. Oh God, I just realized what you're talking about. And it was annoying because it was like you have this awful and this janky was like on blue TV, weed. wasn't it? Yeah, like it's on it was well, it was on like a, a live stream of some shit. Right. And so then it just like comes back up on the internet every so often. And what was it that she said? Uh like you need to go sit down with your Africa supposed to be from Africa, but you represent bullshit. And like just said a whole bunch of shit. And I was just like, What? And you know, granted, my Afro did need some picking at the time. <laughs> It was like coming from a woman who had like who had money, a woman with money, an awful blue weave on a stage. Like it was it awful, was like a red. Yeah, it was this awful, fake, not even cute, janky little mermaid. Like it was awful, and I was like, you didn't even get like a good weave with all the money that you have, and you're a TV personality, and you want to talk about my afro. And for all things <laughs> for her to decide to pick at, you know what I mean? <laughs> pick at. Pick at. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel, though, when it happened? Well, when it happened, it was kind of like, well, damn, bitch, like, I don't even know you like that. Like, you coming at me. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, you don't even know me. Like, you're mad. Like, I had to to pull my friend card. I was like, you're just mad. Like, you're just an angry person. Because she was literally mad at the things that this website was saying about her. And it was one of those things that was completely out of my control. So it actually didn't have shit to do with me. Like, when somebody's attacking your physical appearance, it's because they just are lacking mentally sometimes. And her ass was really lacking something intelligent to say because I wasn't even talking to her. Oh, wow. I remember I was asking the question to Mimi, and it was about her image, you know, her being portrayed as a woman getting played out on TV. Like, Oh, so you weren't even talking to her. wasn't even talking no. to her She just ass. jumped in. And... She just said, you with, you with who now? <laughs> and then just felt it, the need, like, as if I was the person that wrote the article about her ass or something. And I was like, no, Because, girl. and mind you, what she was upset about was they said that she was a... A section eight or something about her being like a food stamp singer, or something. Right. Well, something like that. The way it's like they went in on her ass. Yeah, they <laughs> so, said like so she, she was a right. or something. But, and then, and the fucked up thing is, like whatever they said about her, it's like she played right into it right then and there. So it was like you mad because I guess right. there's some truth to what's being said, which was crazy. Because <laughs> what's wrong with that? First, but were of all, you embarrassed in that moment when because you know everybody turned to look yeah. at you like hell yeah. I was embarrassed because shit, I was up there. Viral. I was up there with an afro, like, and people were just going at the fact that she had some. She, you know what, had something to say. You know, the point was missed upon me because it wasn't really my business, and I didn't care about it. But what, like, what she had to say, she felt was so much more powerful 
than her trying to actually make a moment. Because for me, whatever you're angry about, you could try to make this a moment to turn some shit around, but you wanted to just be dramatic, which just speaks to, you know, how awful you look right now right. and how awful of a person you are. <clears throat> and I had a decision to, like, let that embarrass me or define me, or I could say, fuck this shit. Because a lot of people were like, you need to use this as momentum to do whatever. And I was just like, no, I don't. Like, I don't want to build anything off of something negative and something dumb. Because that's what a lot of people, like, with this, you know, what we're talking about today, I feel like a lot of these... People now, like, when they do it on late-night shows, it's funny. But when they do it in certain other arenas, like YouTube, like, it's cool. Because, you know, in the YouTube comments, people do be fucking going in. Like, I will say, I will say I'm one of those. But imagine if people started to do this all the time. Like, if they made this, like, a regular TV or regular programming, I feel like it would become a little bit more damaging. And that's one of the things that I worry about. Because at the very least, when you can read these comments, you can see some truth to them. But also you can say, okay, well, this don't have nothing to do with me either. But I feel like not everybody is, you know, mentally there all of the time when they're reading shit. So it's kind of scary to read sometimes. Because I'd be reading shit and I'd be like, I ain't even answered this shit. That's why when Cardi B be like, I didn't ask for none of this shit, I'd be like, girl, I understand. I get it, girl. <laughs> Especially because when it's like a high volume, like a lot of people saying stuff constantly. Oh, you my know? God, it's like, yes. As that's why when I see people saying like, oh, it doesn't bother me, sometimes I'm like, that's not possible. Like, no, girl. There's no way. You can decide how much it bothers you and maybe do a couple of tricks like filters and, you know, keep, like, for instance, on YouTube, what I did is that I had filters for the N-word. <laughs> like... As soon as you use the N-word in one of my comments, I won't even see it. Mm. Or ugly, because people love calling people ugly all day long. So I have, Mm. like, filters for those keywords that I know that if someone's using it, there's nothing they're commenting that's positive. Right. And that helps. Um, Twitter has, you know, filters for that as well. Um, Yeah, but it's hard. That's why I'm like... It does help, though, (laughs) to, I think, what I love about, like, the YouTubers making videos like that or even Jimmy Kimmel having that segment is that if you can try to take the power away from how much it affects you. But I know that it's easier said than done because sometimes the comments, you're like, fuck, right. you hate me. Right. <laughs> Somebody you don't even know. Woo. Hmm. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? Okay, so one time when I first got on Twitter, this wasn't really me. Well, it, it just taught me a huge lesson. So one time when I first started my Twitter account, they had said that it was like 99 cent whoppers, right? And so, <laughs> so I quoted the tweet. I was like, Asante's already laughing. So I quoted the tweet and I was like, 99 cent whoppers? Where? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on my way. Where they at? Like, you know, of course I knew they were at Burger King, but I was just speaking in a oh, tone. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. Of course. <laughs> oh my God. Like, it picked up steam. Oh my God. No. It literally picked up steam like K. Michelle removing her panties. I'm telling you, I mean, literally like green steam like that. I mean, it literally just chugga chugga choo choo. People were tweeting me all kind of like, um, they were saying it at AutoZone, nigga. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like random shit like... Like, like I'm really asking where to purchase a 99 cent Whopper. Oh, and they were God. like calling me stupid, all this stuff. And God bless XD. <laughs> he going to text me, tweet your website. <laughs> just right. Tweet, just tweet through it. That's tweet time, through had, like, it. That's all you got to say. <laughs> but that taught me a lesson because I've learned very quickly how to be mindful of like the tone I was speaking <laughs> in, the words that I was using on Twitter. And I grew 
into a master <laughs> oh, of no. language on Twitter. <laughs> and so all you motherfucking bastards that clawed <laughs> toward me with your toenails sinking into the concrete as you walk towards me, come around that corner today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me know where them whoppers at. And let's chit-chat about it. Let's do like Aretha Franklin said, and let's sit and chit and chit-chat and smile. <laughs> Let's do it, okay? But were you shook when it was happening? Yes, my feelings were hurt because I'm not a stupid person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew what the fuck I was doing, but I, but I didn't know that, you know, that would happen. What did you do? Did you, like, turn your phone off? No, I just looked at it and it was sad. Like, I just I just watched it happen. It was like, damn, you said, really didn't fuck up now. Sad. But I knew that <laughs> that would never happen to me again. You knew that this too shall yeah, pass. Yeah, right. I knew it would. And I knew everybody was laughing. Asante still laughing. I'm still today. laughing. That was funny. I mean, they were saying all kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> your mama house. Like, everything. Like, anything like crazy shit that didn't make sense. Like, the library. And like, you know, anything. It's, it's fucked up because... And you know them shits go... It they be going. going. Like, when I tell you, and it you be months later. And deleted it. And it's still... screenshot it. <laughs> so that it could keep going. One time, a very long time ago, I tweeted something, like, really funny. Like, me and my friend Naja, they were retweeting, like, Watch the Throne. Like, uh, uh, what's drugs, my dealer, what's blah, blah, blah. That that part. Mm-hmm. And so I said, and I was, like, doing Starbucks. And I was like, what's that size? Venti, my nigga, Trentia Killer, some shit. And that shit was retweeted for months and months and months. <laughs> and I remember just being like, I'm going to delete this tweet. And then later on, the screenshot of it popped up with my name added in. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Like, what the fuck? Y'all can't it's hold forever. on to this. It's it don't gone. matter no more. It don't matter no more. It don't matter. <laughs> it don't. So, you know, but that taught me a lesson. And I recognized that I was in the wrong. So I just did like Monique and Precious and I shut my fat ass up. And I just took it. That's what I did because I knew I was in the wrong, which made it even more burdensome. Mm. You know, so that was pretty bad. Um, what else has happened <laughs> like that? Then, you know, I always get like hate mail and shit, you know, people. And, and what I do You get is, hate mail? Oh, yeah. What like, do you, like emails? Man, yes. Like I'm insensitive. They say a lot of things, right, that I'm not even going to repeat because I don't want it to even spark the idea in anyone else's mind. Right. But there are things that are completely untrue about, like, my perspectives and my views on things. Oh, based off of, like, segments of conversations we've had on here or whatever. You know, when people feel that they that you are, um, you know, in violation of some sort of code of, of conduct and speech, you know how, how the internet Right, they, gotta, they feel the need to check you. Yeah, so you get all that. But what it does is it keeps me sharp on the things that I say, especially, like, being funny. It's very, very easy to end up treading in, like, problematic territory. Very easy because everything is funny. Like, mm-hmm. you you guys know me, and you know that we have been places where literally we were not supposed to be laughing, and I have made everybody <laughs> in here like you know, we have laughed together, like in the worst of the in the worst of times, in the best of times. So because of that, like you see the humor in things that you just shouldn't, that most wouldn't, and that people will end up finding offensive. You know what I mean? So it it keeps me on my toes as far as policing myself, like we talked about before. <laughs> Can so, I just yeah. say, you know, to that, mm-hmm. sometimes I look at things on the internet, and when people like have a problem with them. I think that it's funny, and I don't know if that's problematic. Is that problematic? I guess that is problematic, but oh well. What, like, do you think it's funny? So, I'm going to say this, and I can't, I feel like... 
I don't give a shit. You, so somebody somebody tweeted, I, you know, I, I love them dearly, and they were put in a situation where they said some problematic and they had to deal with it. Um, Dear gays with the waist larger than 32, floral prints just aren't for you, sis. Just because Zara makes them an XL doesn't mean it's for you. This person Yikes. tweeted that, and the internet, like, proceeded to, you know, I remember I retweeted it, and I was like, you know, I'm of the business of what is for me is for me, you know. But at the same time, people still are going to talk about your ass. And shout out to Denver. He tweeted something of the effect of, you know, people can wear whatever they want, but people are also going to talk about your ass if you do it. So that's why when this person tweeted that shit, I was just kind of like, damn, they're going to tweet that shit and the internet's going to teach them a lesson. But then I was kind of laughing because I was just thinking, like, I would have been up in Zara looking at them floral pants like, I ain't buying them just because everybody <laughs> named Mama going to have them. You know, when you see something in Zara and it's on sale and yeah, it's cute, and you're you on like, the nah, train everybody. With three other people right, so I'm sitting up here thinking like, you talking about gay people ain't wearing them damn floral pants? We all going to be looking at them the same on the street, so we ain't getting them. But that was funny to me because I know people will look at that and they just took that and were like, oh, well, you can't tell people what fashion. Like, they were like going in on him and retweeting pictures of him and shit like that. And I was just like, the internet just don't give a but fuck. But y'all haven't seen that video where the kid is beating the shit out of a pinata and then it's uh, another pinata next to it that's just kind of standing there spinning like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then somebody on top wrote, when you see a tweet that someone's getting killed for and you would low-key agree. <laughs> you you got to find it because it's, it's funnier if you see it. But I, that happens to me all the time where somebody will be getting slaughtered and I'll be like, Dang. Look, I, look I, 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 ooh, you, you got to second guess if you're going to say, but I just, mm, I'm just like, not even. You got that, bro. Okay. <laughs> look, that's why Twitter t- taught me to tweet from my mentions a lot of the damn time. Really? <laughs> Hell yes. I mean, it's probably safer. In the this. minute I look at the timeline, it'll be like tweets you've missed. And it'll be like funny shit that I've missed between like Dustin and Carrie or some shit. And then like I'll get into what's happening right oh, now. God, Dustin and then. And <laughs> I, when I tell My you, my player partner. Look, when I and Carrie was on there tagging that ass too when they was talking about the floor. <laughs> but pants. you know what I love about <laughs> Carrie because people have gone in on things that he has said that have been problematic, yes. and he doesn't care. No, no he, he don't. He always does the Nene post where like <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Carrie don't because you fuck. know what. Lunell, when I was watching her on Breakfast Club and she was talking about how comedy, like, it don't matter if you're problematic or whatever. She's like, fuck all that shit. If I got something to say, I'm going to say it. Like, there is that missed art because of social media. Because well, comedians are supposed to say what you have comedic you're not license. allowed to. Right. But it's just not that kind of... Pl- it's just not that kind of place anymore. Like it's, exactly, you can't get because away with it media. now. And now personally, I feel like it's a great way to sharpen your sword because everybody's not funny. <laughs> and so, True. if you have to be reliant on tearing somebody down to be right. funny, then maybe you need a bigger bag of tricks. True. Yeah, that's true too. It makes maybe you, you have to the find humor in the another. Bag. <laughs> okay. The only thing um, <laughs> with me, um, I will. Kick their ass. <laughs> Give us the name, friend. Give us the, the at. at. Give us the at. The right. address. So we can get the IP. The worst thing I've heard online, and it was like shocking to me, but then the craziest part is I realized who was saying it. And then I was like, you know what? This is what's fucked up about the internet because people can poison you know, like throw poison and people will just run with it. Mm-hmm. And you know how it only takes that one person to say, I think so-and-so. And then someone will be like, you know, I th- thought that too. And then there come that stranger, that ghost out of nowhere. I've been trying to tell y'all I for the longest. I told y'all. This, oh, I told y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
But Casper, if you don't get it, your I ass mean, back. it never fails. So the worst I've seen, someone said that I was a sociopath. And uh, someone literally linked me to a whole conversation where someone was saying that I was a sociopath and that I was an opportunist. And I was so hurt because, first of all, sociopath is a loaded fucking word. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, considering the kind of show and work that I do, how on earth would I be a sociopath? Sociopaths don't want to talk about feelings. <laughs> and furthermore, it takes one to know one. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> but I was really shocked. But then when I looked at the name, I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So this is, it was a girl, a woman. Well, no, I'll, I'll do lowercase. It was a girl that, <laughs> right, right. snatch her case. It was a girl that had been trying to be with someone that I was with for a long mm. time. And then when me and that person didn't work out and he went back to her, I'm sure, you know, how bitter exes, they pillow talk. And he was unhappy because there were a lot of things that I just wasn't willing to put up with anymore and left. And he felt like, you know, I left him in the dust, whatever. And And he had to settle for her hating ass. (laughs) And we had, like, businesses and a lot of stuff. Kind of our lives were very intertwined, and I just didn't care. I left all of it. So he felt in that time that I was an opportunist, like, that I used him and then left instead of, being accountable for the fact that he was shitty and I didn't want to stay anymore. You know, you know how men are. But in her view of it, you know what I mean? So, like, I understood. No, she no, 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 no. I'm not justifying, <laughs> but I understood where her perspective was coming from. She should have left him, friend. Mean, she could have left him. She didn't have to be there with his ass. We her desperate ass. We found out they her fault. Of course she's going to be on his side. She underneath him. But that's what I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, where else would she be? But I was so tight because I was like, because, you know, she's saying this and then somebody was like, I told you. Right, like, right. And then it was like this whole snowball Oh. All the haters started doing the electric oh. side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that bandwagon getting all heavy. You heard and candy shit. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the haters, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I hate that though. Yep. I really do because I've I've seen it not just with that situation, but with other influencers and people on the internet where someone will say something about someone and then out the woodwork. Suddenly, all these people been new that so and so was like, and it's just like people wait for that opportunity to pounce. You know where they go into the most detail too is when they don't follow you, and or either like they follow you and you they know you don't follow them on Twitter, Mm. and so you're not privy to like you know all of their tweets or whatever. And once they do, someone does tag you into that same conversation you spoke of, where it's a thread. Mm -hmm. They go into the most detail. Oh, and he and that's I. Told y'all when he is in da, 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 da. that shit's crazy. You y'all don't understand like, when I read it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'll follow. Then it's you. like, oh, well, stay behind this... me, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but that blew my mind. Can you imagine reading that you're a sociopath? No, mm-hmm. I was shook. I would have started it laughing like me one. so much. <laughs> <laughs> it bothered me so much. I'm it really sorry. did. I'm I was sorry like, that happened to you, friend. Y'all know I don't. I was like, that hurts because that's a fucked up word. Like it's scary, right? And ooh, ooh. But that's what happens when y'all let men come in and poison shit. You know For what I mean? Real. And then y'all run with it and spread it without even knowing. I hated that. But that was probably. 
I'd say in my career, probably one of the harder pills I had to swallow seeing a whole conversation about that. I hope she got stuck with a baby by that nigga. No. No. Unfortunately. Well, I hope she wanted to and didn't. (laughs) 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 Sociopath laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about all the Twitter one-on-one mess that I have, like, you know, seen and endured and witnessed. And it was funny because even at the show we were talking to something a little unrelated, that woman that uh, said that shit that she said on her flight to Africa... Talking about how she hoped oh that she don't get God. sick when and she gets back from her. And when that bitch fired. landed. Oh, that was a good night on Twitter, baby. <laughs> a good time was had by all. I felt like I was at like. Everyone was waiting reunion. for her to waiting land. Waiting for her to land. Pulled up the flight Justine tracker. Justine Sacco. Wasn't that her name? I or think Sacco. so. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, has anyone <laughs> ever done a documentary where they. Like, where are they now with people that got canceled like I don't that? Know. No, I would love that to know. She had so we did egg our so door. Where was someone like her? Or the the people who have uh, their scholarships for college have been snatched because they call someone the N word in high school. Like those people that <laughs> you clapping, you know what I mean? All the disgraced oh, people of the, the internet, the yes, right. The disgraced people of the internet. There needs to be <laughs> yes. a, a where are they now yeah. version. Ooh, child, the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they at. <laughs> for real. Woo! Okay, doing doing worse than everybody else (laughs) uh, internally, and not in means of like things that you have, but just sad and mad about life. Right. While everybody else is working to be a better person, that's where they are, and may they stay there. And my thing is, I think everyone's entitled, obviously, to feel how they feel about people. Mm, But I think when you go out of your way to go on their iTunes reviews, right. Or, you know, go on Twitter to at them or don't at them and just talk about them on Twitter. You know, there was one funny, there was one girl once that she wrote um, that she couldn't listen to the show because my voice was annoying. She, I forgot what she said something about. Like, I love it, but I can't listen to Fran's voice. And I saw the tweet and I was just like, I'm not going to. You know how sometimes you want to be petty? Mm-hmm. But you got to police like, yourself. It's not worth it. Like, <laughs> for what? So I didn't say anything. And then, but I remembered her face. Because that's the sad part. You remember the people mm-hmm. that said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is sad. Because you get thousands and thousands of positive messages. And then the one shitty one. Like it's like a dark cloud. It's right. like, you know, you got all that light going on. Then you see that dark cloud. Like, the I remember But that I see face. her commenting now. And she'll be like, you know, like she was mad last week because there was no episode. You oh, know, like well, I'm hey, like. girl. Hey. It's just. Got, she a fan. I try hey, not, Kim Zosiak. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to like. Take it personal because, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard with the internet. And people go through their things because, like, low-key, the one thing I will say is there have been people who, like Jessica Dime, I didn't like her the first season she was on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, but now she's one of my favorite characters on right, the show. Like, right. I shouldn't say characters. Is it a character if it's reality TV? I don't know. One well, of my favorite personalities on yeah. the show. Like, I love everything about her now. You know what I mean? So people are allowed, I think, that... To change their mind. Yeah, you know, in their journey or whatever, where you fuck up. It's when you share your opinion disrespectfully. Right. Because that's what you didn't have to do. You, It's fine for you to, to have a difference of opinion mm-hmm. or you to think that, you know, I ain't shit or whatever you want to say. But, you know, when you go and tell somebody that has told you that they're interested in me, you know, that you don't like me Have you whatever. guys done that? Have you guys gone on Twitter and publicly said that you don't like someone or you don't like someone's work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hell yeah. Probably. That's why I like Twitter. Really? Yeah, we've done that all the time. And you don't feel 
bad for how they might feel because you know people search their name. No mm-hmm. shit. Really? I, I don't feel bad at all because I'm not on there tearing people down for the sake of tearing people down. I only talk about things like that. A, if they deserve it, or B, if I'm cracking a joke. Like, and, and when I crack jokes, <laughs> it's obvious that it's a joke. Everybody right. laughs, and nobody walks away from it feeling like, oh, well, I have to hate this person because Dustin hates this person. My, It's clear the way that I tell jokes that it's a joke. Right. You know that it's not personal. So that's why I feel like I can do that. But right. again, that's that comedic license thing. So and maybe it's, it's a little funny, bit different. No, but true too. I've had people throw shade at me like on Twitter and it, I can handle it if it's funny. Like one girl was saying one day she got pissed because um, I was giving... Someone had asked me something about skincare and then I think she got annoyed because, you know, I'm, all of my advice is like very health-based. Like it's like nutrition and natural products and I'm like try this oil da, da, da. and I think she got annoyed I know what you're about to say. so she yeah from not not that one actually it was oh, another I was one. A... and she and someone wrote you know long gone are the days something like that of like people giving advice about touching the hems of the ancestors to clear your skin <laughs> And I would have been like, you're right. <laughs> and Loki, I la- like me and Crystal busted out laughing. I was like, not the fucking hem of the ancestors. ancestors. But like, I th- I can handle that kind right. of shade because it was like silly in a way. Right. But when it gets malicious, you know, like, right. that's when I'm like, that's more so about you than it is about me. I've had a big head all my life, right? All my life. <laughs> Join the club. She is. And so like. And so people, they always be talking about my head. It's big online and shit. I don't care. That's always the first jab. Yeah. I know I got a big head, but what they don't know is I have two. Wow. (laughs) And that, see, see? That's how you spin it. Take your power back. Hey, that's how you take your power back. Okay? That's how you, the day when them tables turn. Okay? That's how you do that. That's just an example, though. Of how right. people can say something that, you, you know, to try it. to hurt you about literally how you look. You know what I'm saying? I've had like, that too. Then you can do about it. And I think it's even as a woman, like I think, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for men too. But in my in my experience, right, I feel right. like we get judged for our looks so much more. Where I'm like, I didn't go online to be like a beauty you know, I'm not, I'm this is a beauty pageant. I didn't apply to be Miss America. I'm literally just sharing my fucking shea butter recipes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. on YouTube. And then you'll find all these threads of people like debating <laughs> whether you look good or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's crazy that you're really like spending energy and effort and trying to decide if you think I'm pretty. And I didn't ask you. I don't know who you are. Right. The other day when I posted my pictures from Target. Um, cause obviously I've gained weight, like in the past like year and a half, my weight has completely flipped. And one girl was like, what'd she say? She was like, I know you're not still, you know, such and such pounds, like trying to throw shit. <laughs> and I really, but then she had a picture of a cat, like as her AV. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not Cause she was pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But I'm just like. You can't have a picture of a cat and be making, you know what I mean? Like, let's, I really wanted to say, well, let's see what you look like. She showed, when people show you who they are, <laughs> believe them, <laughs> But I will say, that's why I don't, sometimes I want to be like, I don't like such and such album or not feeling this song or I didn't like this episode and I won't do it 
because no. yeah. I won't do it because I I know what it feels like to have someone just like volunteer their dislike for you and it doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. I don't like how it feels like when I see people saying, you know, whatever, they don't like this that about me, I'm just like, ugh, gross. So I can't do it. I enjoy being liked by people because I enjoy liking people. So I recognize why it doesn't feel good, you know, for people to say things like that or whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, you think about it like. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen anyway. That's yeah, the reality, I mean, whether you do day, it or not. Yeah, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you don't like me. Big deal. I don't like you either. So we <laughs> don't like do? each other. Right. And now. I'm going to tell you I don't like you because you decided to bring this to my doorstep. No. <laughs> so now we're going to go in the house. I just can't put out that energy because I feel, I feel bad. I would never That's want... That's why you call me. <laughs> I would, no, no, no. I would never want an Be artist ready. an artist to see me writing that I don't like, you know, one of their songs. I've, ca- I've caught myself where, like, you know, someone's album comes out and you want to be like, eh... Not feeling it, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I'm not gonna say that. I think that's dope, though. It's mean. I don't do. I don't, want I don't them to do feel that, that either. I don't do that just for the sake of like, because I don't feel like that's even information that's necessary to share. That's Why what do I was asking. To know that? Like, do you do you guys ever do that where you'll be like, such and such album sucked, or you know, such and so is ugly or doesn't look good, or I won't say that album sucked. I'll just be like, I I didn't like it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> You know what I mean? But not in a way like, y'all don't buy this trash. You did it. No. I right. wouldn't do that. But you'll just like share it. your honest critique. Yeah, yeah, but in a way that's non-threatening. Because I recognize that. And I don't believe it's healthy to put shit like that out on people's art. Because I recognize that process and all that. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, I just, I yeah. don't know. But I, I will say, you know. Seeing, like the same way I saw the girls tweeting. I'm imagining an artist seeing me saying that. Because people search their names. Look at Cardi. She's always searching her name. Speaking, well, <laughs> and we'll fighting get there. People on Twitter. Well, speaking I think of, only... sorry, that was hilarious. What <laughs> the Cardi B and Nia Lee? Uh, I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't see. Oh Wait, my who's god, Nia Lee? she was on. She was. She was a um, shout out to OG Nia Lee. Yep, she OG was an exotic dancer from New York. Uh-huh. Beautiful girl, actually, and very talented too. Um, but she apparently she said something negative about Cardi B and her story or whatever. And Cardi B DM'd that ass like, oh, shit. "Bitch, you said what? like I mean it was." And they were going back and forth. It was like, and she juicy. posted all this. Yeah. <laughs> so you just know those conversations take place. That's another thing. Imagine. Would you would you bang on someone that does say something about you if you were to find it? Mm-mm. I don't in a care. playful, funny way, but not like that. I would never, you know, that's not my style. I'm not gonna argue with you. You know what I'm saying? On Twitter, what are we gonna do? I can't even get the aggression out by fighting you. So what am I doing? On Twitter, that's never been like my approach. I'd rather just like let's start talking about each other. Like let's <laughs> let's cap on each other. You know what I'm saying? Your mama, your mama, you know, got never mind. But yeah, I, I try to tweet like a 50 year old. Honestly, how do they tweet? Like I try to tweet like a person that really does not tweet. <laughs> right, like I, I try to give my opinion every once in a while, let people know I'm alive, and then promote stuff. Only because I feel like I have already exhausted the times that I'm gonna have that are the best on Twitter. Mm. Like the now that Twitter like 2009, is 2009, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> Shakisha Nights before two, like two before 2011. Like 
after a certain period, I feel like Twitter became so cluttered with all the other shit. That's why it's so negative all the damn time now. Before we all became brands. Yeah, before before Honestly. before everybody and everything even was a brand. Because like even people's like pets can have uh, Instagrams <laughs> and YouTubes and shit like that. You know, that's cool, whatever. But it's just so much clutter now to where I don't even feel like I care to put my opinion on there. Because a lot of people say stuff because they want shock value and they want to do stuff. So a lot of that will be rooted in, or it used to be rooted in, I feel like, in embarrassing people, right? Like, back in the day, if you had, like, the wittiest shit to say when somebody was in the middle of a scandal, it was like you were moving up in the Twitter ranks or some shit. So now I feel like, well, that's how I feel like it was back in the day, because people used to go out of their way to make Twitter brackets, and I think they still do today in certain arenas, just because Twitter has become so big and becoming, like, um, fast-tracking your way to so, uh, social, political careers and shit like that. And I feel like they explored a little bit of this on Dear White People, which was so amazing to me. But it's odd to me that now when I get on Twitter and I try to share my opinion, that people, instead of... And you don't even have to agree with what I say, but people are so quick to want to disagree with you. And they want to start like a conversation, as opposed to... And you don't even have to be wrong. It could just be some of your opinion. Like, I like chocolate ice cream. Like, somebody can come through and retweet, like, well, chocolate is good, but y'all know strawberry is the best. Like, I seen <laughs> niggas arguing about red velvet <laughs> last night. And I was like, y'all niggas are People arguing about arguing red about velvet everything. cake in 2018. <laughs> like, like, y'all, and it was funny because it was people I knew and it was, you know, just us being black. But at the same time, I was like, y'all niggas ain't shit. We arguing about red fucking velvet cake right now. <laughs> well, were they serious or was it like a gift war between friends? But you know, there's always those few <laughs> comments where they're like banging, like yeah, really like taking it like, serious. Like it was a lot because you know when there's at least seventy plus retweets and comments <laughs> under some shit. You know, it's it's going it's a whole nother level because it's like people are really like going to bat like and, and here I am reading all of these comments <laughs> because that's how I get I fall into the Guilty. tunnel on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading all the comments because it's like, damn, some of these are like getting worse and worse, and it's like y'all are being negative. Sometimes, low key, the comments are funnier than funny the as video hell. On funny as hell. One of my favorite Twitter moments definitely had to be uh, Big Sean, or one of the many. Anytime they can meme something and they can re meme it, like oh. when they kept putting the wigs on Big Sean. <laughs> Even going back to Sharkeisha. I want to know how you felt about that. Did he ever talk about that? I haven't heard. <laughs> Even going back to Sharkeisha, they put her ass, they put like the Wolverine claws on her. And they put her in the video game. Like there were so many memes and like <laughs> repurposing of this same shit. And I was just like, this is amazing. Like this is fantastic. But it was something so negative and fucked up. But we were just running with it and laughing so damn hard. And I was just like... <laughs> Did y'all see the, the mom that got pissed because her daughter became a meme? It was like was it um, Chloe's mom? No, it was a it was a pre K. Oh no, the Chloe's <laughs> mom was so funny. It was a pre K class, and I think the Easter Bunny came in, oh, and her crying. daughter was scared of it, so she was like <laughs> screaming, like she was like running around the class screaming, like mortified. And that they took a screenshot of the part where she first saw him walking, <laughs> and she's like, like mid scream, and that became. I hate y'all's face. <laughs> and that became the meme. And the mom was like, pissed. What she... you gonna do about it? That's the face your daughter made. Yeah, but like... she was like, you're not supposed to be taking pictures of my kid oh, I feel in on school that. Yeah. and then posting it online. And then now my kid's a fucking meme. You know what I mean? And so she was pissed about it. <laughs> Go to Ellen. Shit. Use what you got to work your situation. She Make it. So your daughter's pissed. a meme now. <laughs> Let's go to TV. 
<laughs> no, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody took pictures of my damn and baby your kid too. Was a the meme. Fuck? But look at Gavin. He's made like a career out of it. Little <laughs> Gavin. Yeah, He's so true. cute. And that's Chloe. True. But anyways, I mean, what are your takeaways? What, what would you tell someone who has to deal <laughs> with hearing mean shit? Because we kind of kept it to the internet. But I mean, you got to remember like school, especially high school, which is like mortifying and middle school and elementary school and just things getting back to you about how you look how you smell what you're wearing your teeth your skin your butt your hair i mean it's endless your family whether you got money you got jordans you don't got jordans take all that shit with a grain of salt Every time somebody got something to say about you, it don't really fucking matter whether it's true or not because they probably have 10 things they need to work on on their damn self. So if it's true and it hurts your feelings, then do something about it for your damn self. Change that shit so don't, no, don't nobody worry about that shit no damn more. But if you're not worried about it and they point it out, then, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Don't even fucking care. I don't. Like, when people point out to me things that I don't care about, when they're like, you need to be doing more of this and this, that, and that. And I'm just like, what? Where did you come from? And why do you have so many suggestions for me? I don't even know you. You haven't even said your name. What are you doing? Like, when people <laughs> run up in your Twitter and they're like, I would like this. Like, <clears throat> friend, I love you, friend. I love everything that you do. But I just wish that oh, God, every... The butt. And then it's like that butt. And then they got like a I list. I love you, but... And then it's like five stars. It's like, but if you would just get on Instagram Live and twist your hair for us every morning <laughs> that you wake up. And before you go to bed, moisturize your feet and go through everything <laughs> that you do. And when you get to, And just like go listing off things that it's like, yeah, maybe I could do one or two of these things if they didn't sound so ridiculous the way that you're doing this right now. But like, why do you have so many suggestions for me? <laughs> like, I didn't ask for any <laughs> of it. Sounds like you're spending more time on yeah, me than you. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when I watch TV and I have my opinions about things, I try not to invest too much because I feel like sometimes I get too wrapped and too enthralled. Right. And there's not a problem with that if you can come back to reality, but I have a problem, you know, struggling with that. So whenever people say shit to me that I really don't care about, I just say, fuck it. I don't think that it makes those people any less or more or anything. People just are sometimes worried about you and maybe they feel like they're going out their way to do you a favor or something. Just be light, say thanks, keep it moving, or say fuck them, keep it moving. Just keep it moving. You're going to live your life with or without them, honestly. Live your life. What about you, Dustin? Live out loud. Um, I think that you learn very early on that life is not going to be kind to you and that people are not going to be considerate of your feelings and situations. And so it's just one of the realities of life. It doesn't make it feel any better, but when you understand it as something that just exists and that is, it helps you be able to prepare for it more. And I think that everybody can come up with their own way. There's no universal way of tolerating um, hearing bad things about yourself. But you have several options um, of coping mechanisms. And I think a great way is by turning the light back on the person (laughs) holding it. I think that, um, you know, especially in mediums like the Internet, and it doesn't mean you have to be cussing people out and, I beat you up, let's meet up. No. Turn your location off. You can use these as exercises to, you know, practice defending yourself. (laughs) Everybody do be saying that. Yeah. You can use, you can practice, like, defending yourself, you know what I mean, intellectually, or, like, literally, like, starting conversations like, no, you know, or saying, being clear about how you feel. There's ways that you can use this to sharpen you and make you a better communicator even so don't be afraid of processing the moment of reading something bad about yourself just do it and get over it the best way the way that feels the best for you 
And I don't think that means ignoring it. I think it means talking about that goddamn mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not someone that can that can sit and say like, you know, shake it off and mm-hmm. ignore it because I don't. I don't. For me, right, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. I'm someone that when I read things, I feel it, um, and it's because I feel everything. You know, like I I love people hard, like everything, whether it's love, hate, any emotion, I feel it fully, and and that even includes harder parts that I have to accept from people's thoughts. But it's not, like I said, what I do is case-by-case basis. Sometimes it's funny, and you have to laugh. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing I've learned from being on the internet. Like, you have to be able to laugh at yourself. You can't be so ego-based that someone cracks a joke and you can't even take it because you hate the thought of them making fun of you. But sometimes the shit is funny. Um, Sometimes the critiques can be valuable. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might not be something that you want to hear because who likes to hear about themselves? But sometimes I have heard things where people have said, uh, like, you know, they've said, like, I didn't think that, you know, this was good or I've been checked about certain things I've said on this show or maybe things that I've had on my blog, whatever the case. I've been on the internet since 2009. So it's like... OG of this shit. Yeah, you know, like, it, that's a long time of of me evolving as a human, growing, learning, making mistakes. It's natural. It's a long fucking time. Um, I've been checked about a lot of things. Some of it has been helpful where I'm like, you know what? I can see that. I can see how that's fucked up. Let me retrace those steps and kind of like fix that. Maybe that was a blind spot. Um, And then the third one's when it's just mean, where it's like there's no humor. (laughs) There's no helpful analysis or feedback. That's when I know it has nothing to do with me. So I kind of put it into one of those three categories. Are you trying to be helpful? Are you trying to be funny? Or are you trying to be cruel? And then I act accordingly, and that's kind of the way that I've been able to navigate. And the truth is, I've been lucky. I don't have, like, a lot of negativity, but it's also because I don't dish it. Right. Um, I don't create that kind of environment for myself. I create environment for conversation, which is why I think I get more of people being like, hey, I just wanted to talk to you about this or that. You said this. And I kind of cultivated an environment for more dialogue than attack, which is a good thing. But, you know, you always get a couple of little randoms. Some people just want to fight with you. Mm -hmm. They just do. They They simply want to fight with you. Because they want to be connected to you, but they Mm -hmm. just don't know how to do it. And that's the way that they know best Mm -hmm. is through war, unfortunately. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I remember someone told me that once. People will be connected. You. People just want to be connected, whether it's through love or war. Whichever one they can figure out best is the one that they'll activate. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to see what you guys thought about that because I fell into that rabbit hole. And I was amazed at how cruel some of those comments were that the YouTubers are reading. I was like, yo, this is crazy. They're, some people are really mean. Mm-hmm. Like some of it's funny and then some of it is just like, wow. Yeah. Like. 
How whenever could I go, you ever say that to another human and know go that they're going to the, read that and feel that and take that in? Like, I just can't process that. I when can't. I go through those comments, I'm like reading and they're like, sometimes they be funny as hell. And then sometimes they just get really dark. I'm oh like, my God. damn, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> or the <laughs> like, you threads missed- online that are like just talking about people like for years. And it's just like, how do you in your heart, how do you? participate that kind of energy towards another human like it's just hard for me to understand that because i'm all about like how can we help because life is fucking hard like let's you know share energy that will help us get out of situations not send you deeper into a hole because someone's talking crazy about you but you know the internet is a reflection of the world that's just how it is sad but true sad but true but hopefully you find a little nugget somewhere through how we uh, all deal with it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully you find a little nug. <laughs> so let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Well, 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 well. Before you jump all the way in, I miss mm-hmm. when I used to listen to the radio in the morning in Atlanta and they used to have uh, some niggas singing uh, Let Your Haters Be Your Motivators. <laughs> Let your haters be your motivators. Actually, I think they used to play it. You know it what? I've, I've always hated people that say Hated it. I hate hated that it. term. Hated it. My haters are not my fucking motivators. But you know, there is something when to people be said say about like, stuff oh, like that. Or have you heard when people say like... You ain't popping Oh, you list. must be doing... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know you're doing something right if people hating on you. No. It's like, no. They, people don't need to That's be worrying about up. me, let alone hate on me. <laughs> like, what? fucked up. No. But <laughs> shit, don't accept that. I just thought about that and it also made me think about 3LW. Players gonna play. <laughs> and haters, they gonna hate. Ballers, they gonna ball. Shot callers, they gonna call. That ain't got nothing to do with me and you. <laughs> so what's it gonna be? Because that's the way it is. That's just the way it is. All right, go ahead, friend. That was perfect segue into my <laughs> wellness segment. So speaking of good energy and helping yes. people and trying to uh, send healthy energy to your peers so that they can thrive and grow. It's ecosystem time. I have to dedicate my wellness segment this episode to my good, beautiful, amazing, brilliant friend, Jaradmi Gomes, who, Mm. if you've been to my wellness retreat, she is a crucial part of the retreat because she's the one that does the yoga. And she basically is the intro to the wellness retreat. So she really warms everybody up, their bodies, and getting them you know, getting them bonding and kind of making everyone feel safe. She kind of cultivates that intro energy. So she's very vital to the tour. She's amazing at what she does. We've been friends for many years. I'm indebted to her because she's the one that put the wellness tour seed and planted it in my head when I wasn't sure that I could do it. And she was like, listen, if we do it together, which is the beauty of ecosystems. And she really pushed me into that. And then, you know, we've been just knocking them out. Year after year, ever since. Yeah, so she actually just started an online school. All right. Okay. And I'm so excited about this because she's so dope. She's one of those creatives. She's one of those true creatives that, like, you know, the creatives you have to, like, push out their shell and be like, show the world your work because she's just so, Mm. like, introverted and she just wasn't ready and kind of taking her time. And I was like, listen, the world needs your talent, the world needs your love. 
especially in this, you know, what we were just talking about, how many people prefer to spend their energy taking people down. There's a lot of that on the internet. And so her beautiful energy, her warmth, her love for people, if that can be shared, like I think it's just valuable and needed. So the timing couldn't be better. Um, If you go on geradmi.com, that's Y-E-R-A-D-M-I.com, and you go under the offerings tab, you'll see that she has a list of the different services that you can partake in and sign up for. She's a yin yoga instructor. What I love about yin yoga is that it's very restorative yoga. It's not so much the like holding the pose and sweating and like trying, you know, it's not like the harder Mm -hmm. challenging. It's still hard, don't get me wrong. But instead of holding the poses and switching to hella different poses, it's more so about less poses and holding them for a longer time. Mm. So, like, you really start feeling the challenge of your mind kind of trying to talk you out of it. You know, it's a mind fuck. The first time I worked with her, I was like, girl, Jesus, it's crazy how the mind will really mess with you if you don't, like, grab a hold of it. it. Yeah, (laughs) tame it. So I think it's, it's not just for the body. It's really, really crucial mind work mental health work through the body which is why she's so talented and she has this really like soothing sweet voice as she guides you through it so she does guided meditations while she's doing the body work with you Um, she's also going to be doing these weekly virtual meetups where she'll do a journal prompts which i think is amazing because sometimes people want to journal but they just like forget or You know, they don't feel motivated, but I think having a weekly group that you meet with online and you guys can kind of throw journal prompts. In a way, it'll be like the way we do with this podcast where we throw conversations and kind of create the hot button issue and share our different perspectives. It'll be that version of it, but it's sort of like the wellness version, Mm. you know, like a beautiful little warm wellness community online. She'll be doing journal prompts, uh, the yin yoga, of course. If you're more interested in something a little more private, like one-on-one sessions with her, where she can help you figure out how to create regimens to help your mental health, your body, just more of like a holistic look at what you can be doing to have better days, she can do that as well. And then she also does Reiki sessions, which mm. is, I don't know if uh, you guys have ever tried Reiki, but it's really great. It's uh, basically they help you with any energy blockages you might have in your body. And she can kind of feel them with her hands and start moving them around and help them get out. Mm. So it's really powerful work. She's amazing. I co-sign. I know there's a lot of, you know, wellness is trendy right now. So a lot of people are offering their services online. And it's hard to kind of distinguish, like, who's uh, really licensed or who's right. certified and who's good and who's kind of just scamming. But she's certified. She's licensed. She runs a yoga studio in Boston. And she's just amazing what she does. And it's my sister. I love her so much. And I want to send her tons of traffic so that she knows that her gifts and her love is super appreciated and super needed. So that's geradmi.com, Y-E-R-A-D-M-I.com. Please check her out. Send her love. She goes under the same name on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, if you want to follow her there and send her some love. 
those of you who've been to my wellness retreat already know how amazing she is. So you already know. <laughs> we right. never will know. <laughs> okay. So definitely uh check her out, sign up, show her love, and Gerard me good luck. I hope that you yes. expand this beautiful big community because you deserve it. And I love you. And this is amazing. And Congratulations. I'm excited. Congratulations. Yes, yes to all my friends that. doing amazing. So that's it. That's it for this week's wellness segment. Just had to dedicate that to my ecosystem. This week's podcast is also brought to you by Butcher Box. Butcher Box delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range orange chicken, well, organic chicken, but you can make it orange chicken, and heritage breed pork directly to your door. Just choose from curated boxes, including a mix of high-quality meats or customize your own box whatever you choose butcher box meats come from humanely raised animals that are never fed antibiotics hormones or fatty fillers plus all because you really don't want no meat with botox plus all meat is frozen at the peak of freshness hear me clearly the peak of freshness freshness Fresh in individual vacuum-packed biodegradable packaging and shipped with a carefully calculated amount of dry ice to ensure it remains frozen after it reaches your doorstep and has the cool, smoky effect that makes us all love dry ice. Think of ButcherBox as your neighborhood butcher. Delivery is completely free and you can choose your delivery frequency. Recipes are available on the ButcherBox website and videos are available to follow along on the ButcherBox YouTube channel. It can't get any more simple, folks. The meat is, has a, such a great quality compared to some of the packaged meats at the grocery store. So for free bacon and 20% off your first box, go to ButcherBox.com. You get free slack. bacon. <laughs> Yes. That's what it says. I mean, that's better than the 20% off, $20 off your box. <laughs> but for free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash friendzone and enter code friendzone at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash friendzone and enter friendzone for free bacon <laughs> and $20 off your first box. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you had trouble making time for it in the past. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a text message. Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday life challenges at work or at home. Just chat about life. Remember, the therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories, because that could be very painful, and that would just be traumatizing if that's all it was about. It's also about practical, everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com zone. And use the code ZONE to get $45 off your first month and to show support for the Friend Zone podcast. That's code Z-O-N-E at Talkspace.com slash Zone. Talkspace. It's therapy for how we live today. Okay. Dedicate that to my ecosystem. And now let's jump into Mr. Music Man. Oh, yes. What you got for us this week, Asante? <laughs> uh, speaking of your friends doing awesome things... Uh, I am back doing If I Were a Rapper on Wednesday, June 6th at 7.30 p.m. 
Um, this time we're going to do it a little Wild and Out style. I'm doing uh, team captains. I saw it. Dustin, Dustin will be one of the team captains. Fucking right. And I decided to make things a little bit more interesting. And I've also asked Wheezy from Horrible Decisions to participate as well. Who She's- you totally signed <laughs> off from when you guys were doing the live. Oh, yes. Did I tell you that? Uh, friend, I, I can't even believe you. Asante right and her were on live mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I see it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're talking about. And I click it. And I would leave a little heart just to be like, hey, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm watching. Right. And then she starts saying, well, I don't know what she was saying, but you logged mm-hmm. off so fast. Yeah, great. I'm glad you don't know what she was saying. That's right. She was. I know she said something about me being super fine. And then she was like, I want to. And then it was like, click. Click. Mm. <laughs> Hang up. Mm. It was funny because you know that it took. I don't know if she was shooting her shot. It took that moment for me to realize, friend. Thank you for teaching me the lesson of when somebody goes on live and you get added to their live. That your people on Instagram know that you on live with them. Yeah, because I was like, "What's Brand doing?" And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) "People saw that I went live, and it's because she's on here." Because she was like, "I love y'all podcast, you know, friend. She's so fine." And was you know shooting her shot, and then here you come in the room, and I was like, "No, she's gonna try to shoot it for real. It's not the time." (laughs) Control art, what? (laughs) Damn. She was drunk on a business trip in her hotel. But she's cute. Funny, fun, funny, fun, fun girls. Uh, Wheezy and um, Mandy, they are two lovely women that have a podcast called Horrible Decisions. They are friends of friends that I've known forever. So, so definitely dope. check that show out. Um, th- very New outrageous. To Ellison too, right? New to Ellison. Yes, yes. They are very outrageous women. And you can always tell when people like want to do want to do a podcast, they want to do a show. I feel like those are two women that want to do a podcast. Like Dope. they have a lot of very racy things to say and talk about and <laughs> check them out. I felt like who more ridiculous to be a team captain than Wheezy. Well, Mandy could have oh, been. Y'all are going to have so, so much fun. They're definitely Well, we going to have much a lot of fun. Ooh, yeah, that's they're going I mean. home mad. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, we talking trash already. Look already, like we, look, we're team captains, you know, get a little. So it's gonna be like Family Feud. Like, oh no, you said Wild and Out. Well, it's gonna be a little bit of everything. So I always tell people this, or maybe I haven't told the world this, but I think of myself as like I want to be Steve Harvey meets like Alex Trebek meets Missy Elliott. Oh wow! Like, I, like you know, that's like real funny because mosh-posh. you know Wayne Brady's already out here doing his thing. And I want to just do the same thing as Wayne Brady and them or. Steve, you know, mm-hmm. there's room for all the black men out here. D. D- Ray Davis back on Hip Hop Squares, super cute. Yes. Oh, you know, I think I'm gonna do something different for my hair. I don't know yet. Dustin's been in my ear about the hair color, so whatever hair color I end up with is probably because Dustin suggested it. Just Cute. know that. So you know it's going to be live. <laughs> and these are going to be completely different games from the ones we saw last time? Uh, Yes and no. A couple of them I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remix. Cute. Just because I, I really like all the games, and I wanted to do all new games just because I have like... All nude games. All new. Oh, I was going to say, I ain't no captain. <laughs> Go look, ahead, man. <laughs> you the captain. Dustin's dingling on stage. Uh, uh. <laughs> look, we was talking about dingling's a gone. So. <laughs> dingling is such a fucking funny word. <laughs> it's funnier, like dude. No, no <laughs> they are ridiculous. <laughs> but yes, there are tons of games that I have in store. Just because music, first of all, is my life. You know, here we are in the music man segment. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many musical things that could have been done. So many musical games that I want to play. So many styles I want to work with. So I want to take the show all over the place and I want it to be something new and fresh whenever people come. But I still want to challenge people. Challenge. Because mm-hmm. it is still a game. something big, honestly. It's definitely still a game. It's, so it's, come out and play. I love that it's so... No one's doing anything like it. 
Yeah, it's interactive, you know. Like, I feel like when you go out and you want to do something fun, you want to have a good time, you want the people to entertain you or you want to be part of the entertainment. And a lot of the time when we do the shows, people get good and drunk and they try to be part of the entertainment. So I figured, why not do something for those people that want to be a part? Shout out to, at the first show... Um, damn, what was that Ooh, girl's name? name? Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> that girl. with the red t-shirt. Yes, and she came all the way from the West Coast for she the show. She was amazing. I mean, Cal- amazing. From, from California. What was her name? She it was like Ingle- lit or she something. from Inglewood? I can't remember. No, I feel like she was from Oakland or something like somewhere like No, from the LBC. She kept saying oh, she's from the LBC. See? see, but it's people like that. Like there are people that just want to act a fucking fool and want to have fun. Like her, the birthday girls both rounds. Like there were so many people that Even wanted to have Jade, Jade Fury. Crystal Fury. Right. Everybody was having an awesome fucking time. And I was like, Crystal up there drunk as a skunk. Mm-hmm. Drunk, high, flying. So damn funny. That was the most epic flying. time ever. <laughs> flying. You ain't see her fly off the damn stage. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be back. I wanted to definitely talk about that a little bit just because um I also wanted to bring up um, you know, we had DJ Queen of Space for the first one. She might be doing this one and maybe a few other ones, but I also want to work with a lot of different DJs, whether it's DJs in different cities that I decide to take it to or DJs in New York. I just want to be Ask able to say... Ask people to hit you up, too. Yeah, so if you're listening and you're a DJ, definitely reach out. I'm looking for DJs to do all sorts of little stuff, maybe to even help us out in different cities for things. True, Who true. knows? I, oh, yeah. I just think, um, you know, I always care about music and the future of and people that are in radio and you know, DJs, like these are the people that I need to be networking with and connecting with. So I also want to make sure I shout that out and say if you're a DJ and you got Maybe we should create a special email that's like a database in a way. Yeah, of, I need to DJs do that. around the country. I need to do that. And I want DJs to submit. Don't tag DJs because they're not, they don't actually care. Like they're probably going to be like, okay, so you tag me, is this person going to reach out? Right. Like I have a list of DJs that I do actually want to reach out to and care about. But if you're a DJ and you're listening, um, just hit me up personally, heyasante at Gmail or byasante at Gmail. If you're not a DJ and you just got somebody to recommend, don't even bother just because I have a bunch of recommendations I need to get back to anyway. So I want to put that out there. Um, Also, I made a playlist for Chicago show. I'm going to tweak that playlist a little bit, and I'm going to actually release that to the world. The playlist, uh, it was featuring, uh, there's a new John Legend song out. Actually, the song's been out for about a month or so. But uh, there were a lot of artists that I had talked about and just wanted to put in one place, like Megan Thee Stallion, who I've been talking about for a few weeks now, Um, and also some of those new Janelle Monae cuts. But again, the John Legend song, it's um, John Legend and Blood Pop. It's called A Good Night. Um, I put that on the playlist. I also featured City Girls, who dropped their new project called Period. It is a one um, masterpiece. New artists, two young women rapping their fucking asses off, taking ratchetness to high fashionness to classiness to uh, classicness, I should also say. Like, they just definitely have a distinct style, and I love it. I, I just love them. <laughs> um, I've also still been listening to Lil Uzi Vert just because I feel like um, you see, he said he got fifteen hundred songs with Young Thug. I was gonna say I felt like Lil Uzi Vert had been cooking for a minute, and then he had dropped that, and I love the fi- the picture of him and Young Thug, Young Thug with <laughs> their purses and stuff. Yes, <laughs> I told you I was gonna make that my AV on Twitter. Friends, can you tag me? And it, it could be like they look like they could be clueless for Halloween. Like they could be Sharon Dion. Like. I just love that Young Thug seems like he has like really cute relationships with everybody. Yes, like him and Future be chilling. You see him and Uzi. Like that's cute to me. Yes, and they just be cute with their little poses and their outfits and their jewelry. They're cute. They're amazing. They're cute. That's a click that I would like to hit with. 
Um, <laughs> Dead. <laughs> um, because mm. we were in Chicago as well, um, I've also been really obsessed with this artist named Toby Lou. It's T O B I L O U, two words. Toby Lou, he does these really cool um, cartoon um, covers. It's like the little boy version of him. And it almost looks like Susie from the Rugrats, if Susie had a brother. Mm. <laughs> like, that's what he, he looks like on his covers. But <laughs> Cute. Oh, one of the covers, he actually put, like, um, the Cynthia doll on him because of what he was singing about. But he does really, really cool visuals for his songs where he does uh, anime as the projector in the background. But he just really has a dope swag and a style that I really fuck with. Um, I think he's in the same camp as probably Smino Brown. Um, I guess maybe even one Raven Lene if she's in that camp. But he definitely has, like, that kind of style. So check out Toby Lou. He dropped a... Um, he dropped a project called, damn, what's the name of this damn project? It's called Toby Lou and the Loop. It's an EP. Um, one of the songs that he has on there is called Buff Baby. If you're familiar with uh, one of them Cartoon Network shows, I think Adventure Time or something like that, the Buff Baby is a character. But a uh, dope-ass song, dope-ass guy. So the playlist that I have is called Roll in the Back. I thought about songs that made me want to, you know, put that roll in my back and go to work. And that's why I decided to name it. I didn't want to do months anymore. I wanted to get rid of the the monthly whatever names because I want to drop playlists whenever I feel like. I don't want it True. to be a, Tied you know, to a month. yeah. I don't want it to be a once a month or twice a month or here it is. I just want it to be like you know some tracks that I feel like were actually fuckwittable came out. Here they are. Listen to them. Pick what you like. Throw away the rest or do whatever you want to do. So that's what I decided to do. And along with that, there's still some Cardi B on there with the Janelle Monae. I also put the Raven Lanae on there, and then um, Ray Shermer's. I tried to put as few Ray Shimmer songs on there as I could, but there were just so many dope-ass moments on their project. That, the new project? Yes. Shrimp Life. Uh, this, I like the Bucket song. I think it's called Bucket. Oh, yeah. I think Me that's, too. That's on my favorite. Gymtron. I've had that on repeat. That one, that's the one with um, Future, I think, right? That's yeah. The, yeah mm-hmm. That's the jam. Yep. That shit is dope. There's, what is he saying at the end? If some Future is saying at the end, he's like repeating it. I, I can't remember, it, but I love it. <laughs> Um, but yes, I definitely have that song on the playlist. And also, I really like the whole... Uh, I like all of their sections, right? But on Swaycation, one of the songs, uh, What's In Your Heart, like it gives me like this like almost vibey 80s like rock type thing. And I just love it. I'm like, these these kids can do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> they just can't. They're just beautiful. Um, but that's it here over at the Music Man segment. Oh, I keep forgetting... And this is the most important one. If you don't check out any other song, I have a friend. His name is Piff Marty. I've talked about him before. I put him on a, a, another playlist. I added him on this one. Um, Piff Marty, I know him. He lives, like, right around the block from me. His ass, He's dope as fuck. Like, he's a really, really dope rapper. He has a song called Do You Know, and it's featuring Khadijah Jackson. And he's just simply admiring this person. And I just think that it's a really, really dope track. And Piff Marty's a very, very talented rapper. He's very new. He's still working on a lot of shit, but I saw him perform once in Brooklyn, and it was a room where I don't feel like anybody was there for, you know, anybody except the rappers that they knew. And people that were there for other people literally stopped what they were doing and came up to watch him and oh, perform. Because he, he was that captivating. Like, you can tell when there's a rapper that has, like, something that... If, it's not their words. It's their chutzpah or something. But he's definitely got the words, the lyrics. and He's got everything. He's got everything. So definitely check out Piff Marty. Um, Do You Know featuring Khadija Jackson. Khadija! <laughs> and you know who looked like they could be Susie's brother off the Rugrats? Who? 21, 21, 21. Mm. 21 Savage. He looks like he could be Susie's brother. 
He looks like Master uh, he does. Master Fry. You ever watch um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? No. You know I ain't watched that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Master oh my Fry. God. It was that weird ass cartoon that came on Adult Swim on net on a Cartoon Network, and it was a, a Fry. The nigga was fries, and he would like <laughs> float by, and then another nigga was a shake. That was some high ass shit. I wasn't even smoking when I used to watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> now that you saying now it. that I'm thinking, about, I'm like, God damn, the cartoonist was. Crazy. No, listen, Complex <laughs> on their YouTube, they have a show where they, uh, it's a sneaker show for like sneakerheads, mm-hmm. and they they have rappers, artists, like random people come and sneaker shop, and they had an episode Twenty One Savage. You guys have to watch it. <laughs> he was like, "These shit's ugly as hell." Like, <laughs> Like, literally the whole time. These is fucking whack. These is ugly. Then they was like, okay. They were like, well, how would you design? If you could have a sneaker, what would you do? He was like, I'd have a knife in the back. Like, <laughs> you know Don't the, let his ass. You know the Jeremy Scott Adidas with the wings? Yeah. He was like, I would do it like that, but with knives. And I was like, get no. him off of this. Don't give him no sneaker deal. He honestly had me in tears. He's really funny, but like without trying. Yes. That's why Amber's still in love. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, be the funny guy. He's so... You guys have to watch it. Go on the Complex YouTube Look for the sneaker show. It's on the playlist. And look for the 21 Savage. And then Michael B. Jordan because he's fine. (laughs) 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 Go ahead. All right. So, y'all listeners lately? I've been listening to Lauryn Hill's MTV Unplugged. Mm. It just came back into my awareness this week. For whatever reason, clearly I need to be listening to it. fantasy is what the people want. But, but reality is what they need. need. See? I'm, I needed that message. And Man. it was supposed to be downloaded into me again. Because I haven't listened to it in years. And now that I'm older, you know, like my perspective on a lot of shit has changed. I needed that album. Man. Like right now. And everything she's saying, especially in the interludes where she's just yes. like kind of, you know, sh- sharing snippets of like the things that changed in her career that she just didn't want to be a part of or play into anymore. All that shit, I'm just like, bro, I feel her so hard, so hard. It's crazy how albums can I come get back it, around. I get it. <laughs> yeah, because when she first dropped it, I'm, I loved it. Obviously, I had it, but I don't think I understood it right like the way that I do now. Yes. So I've been listening to that hardcore. Um, trying to think of who else. Um, that's really it. A lot of Bob Marley for some reason. Oh, I was saying at Chicago that I started listening to Lost Boys again. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's Renee. Lifestyles of the Rich, rich and shameless. shameless. Some, some die with the name, some, some die nameless. nameless. Huh. It's all the same thing. Huh. It's all the same thing. <laughs> hey! I know the youngins are like, Shout the out fuck? to the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Oh, my God. Oh, remember the... Hey, yeah, girl, shout out to Renee. Lost Boys. Yeah, Renee, man. <laughs> shout out to my brother for putting me up on that as a little child. Yo. Okay, he Used to make me listen to that and Helter Skelter and all of them. Helter Skelter, yeah, Lafleur, Lafly, Scorsese, Scorsese. So yeah, we so shout out to that. My brother, he used to make me listen to that shit. Woo! Remember the video with the white background? Oh my god! And they had yes. the Tims and they were like yes. dancing like the Temptations. Lafly and Scorsese. 
For whatever reason, I've been on some golden era ass hip hop. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Just, just Lost Boys kind of put me in in the um, Mob Deep. Oh, like, again, I fell into the whole rabbit hole with all that. So them Hennessy jerseys, the jerseys <laughs> they had on in the video of Hennessy on those those painted on letters. That I'm was dead. iconic for me. Oh. I love Mob Deep. Like those are one of my that's one the Mob Deep Shook One's instrumental is one of my favorite songs to freestyle too like I love Mob Deep Mob Deep is a shit they were on Rapture on Netflix mm-hmm. well not they it was Rest in Peace Prodigy right. but uh, Havoc, Havoc Havoc was on there and he showed uh, Just Blaze mm-hmm. how he made the Shook One's get out of here he sat and like recreated it like sound by sound to show like how he came to make that beat it was so legendary yeah Yeah, legendary and he's like in his crib just showing him like it's nothing it was a dope ass episode y'all gotta check it out that's on Rapture on Netflix the Just Blaze episode on the flicks on the flicks what about you what you been listening to um well Playboy Cardi's new album is dope yes like Playboy. Playboy. Playboy Cardi's album Playboy. is super dope. He's so dope. cute to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I shouldn't say because he's like five years old. That's why they call him Playboy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that album is dope. Black Boy JB's album is dope. Um, and the City Girls. City Girls. I know you talked about them and I, you know this your part. No, give them a moment. But the City Girls represent what I fell in love with about female like rappers. They represent it. Where it's are they literally from? Miami 305 oh, shit. and we finna get live does Fury love them too? yes <laughs> like, period like because they are such a throwback to like Trina's first album right. it's that same Miami sound it's the same subject matter like just fearless just you know they just they just they are rappers and they are like the album opens up with bitch don't make me put my wig in a rubber band <laughs> that's the opening line <laughs> of the album I, so it's the album, not yes. the EP or anything. Nope. Don't right, be mad because you fucking out. a lame and that broke ass nigga got you stuck in a cage. Like what? I personally love that the first track is called Tighten Up. Tighten it's, Up. It took me back to high school. I Period. remember when people used to be like, Tighten Up, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got that homework, Tighten Up. <laughs> they got a. Um, I'm going to check it out. You sh- Oh my God, friend, you're going to fall in. You're going to fall check in. check it love. out. <laughs> and I'm going to hit y'all with a verse. Really, next I'm episode. telling you, friend, it's just. I'm not playing with you. One of my friends, shout out to A Dot. I was uh, hitting him up about some work, and he decided I was like, "Listen to City Girls." And literally, right when we got off the phone, he sends me a text message right after, and it was like a quote from the first track. <laughs> I was like, "See," which means he's so. Yep. Right. Shout out to DJ Queen of Spades. She mentioned me in her story yesterday. Like, look at Dustin got me stuck on this shit already. <laughs> She's like, that's so good. She loves the album. Like, oh, I'm cute. telling City Girls. Yes. From the 305. I'm late. I'm going to check them out. Get I mean, out I know them from y'all. The, the clips y'all have played. Listen okay. to them. The jam. Yep, that's it for me. The jam. All right. Um, I just want to wrap up with a couple of other uh, listens lately. While they dropped the EP called Self Promotion, it's really really dope. I was just okay. listening to that. I've been listening to the Body 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 and Salary Keep, but the whole it's only four tracks, and I, I fuck with all of them honestly. Um, and I've also wanted to highlight who was it? Father. Well, the, the name of the project is Father, but the artist his name is August 08. Um, I like Father. He's got a that, song that I used to. Um, 
I know. No, for real, for real. He's got a song. I like can't the remember the name of it. Like the actual artist father? Yeah. Right. Like a rapper. Yeah. So, was right. it called Here? I can't remember, but I know that just made... I haven't thought about him in so long. I like... He's, he's funny got music as fuck. Yeah, yeah Awful Records is dope. all the time. Let me find I like shit. the whole Awful Records camp. They're dope. But um, this project is called Father. This artist, his name is August 08. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said that, and then you talked about him, That's and I was like... I'm like, 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 wait a minute! <laughs> like, no, I just... <laughs> But I almost started talking about Father MC. Go ahead. <laughs> but the uh, the artist's name is August Oway. It's eight tracks. Um, I don't know why, but he's just got a really captivating, cool voice. I've really been obsessed with um, alternative R&B uh, guys. I don't know why. I just really like the fact that there are so many different sounds in the R&B category for men now, like for black men. Like, it's okay mm. for us to sound like whatever the fuck we want to sound like. And that's why I like artists like Galan, and I like artists like Ro James. They're completely different, but they all do, like, their own little thing. So That's why I feel like Jay Davey were ahead of their time. Oh, my God, People Jay Davey. didn't understand Footprints them. on the... Si- They're the fucking... Man, listen. Don't. Don't even, even get started, right? <laughs> you know what? XD, Quicksand. XD put me on the J. Davey back in the really? day. Well, X- hello, his last name. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> XD was the one. I remember back in the day, he was always talking about J. Davey. Like, Let me download a few of these songs. And I was just like entranced. Like I fell in. They were ahead of their they time, were. man. And, like legit. All and they this, were so like, Miguel. Like, we be joking, but all this like, I'm so different. Like That electro, all that shit, that they that did shit. that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember. What the, the way? The black kids that listen to David Bowie. Like, that's what I think of them as. Yes. Dope. Y- yes. Dope so for so for those kids, um, <laughs> if you're into that, August 08, he has a, the EP is called Father Again, but the first track is called Missed Calls. And I don't know why it just like sent me into like. Right? That whole like. I just like when. What's his name? His name is August 08. 08. Yep, like 08. I wonder what happened. I mean. Right? I was. (laughs) That's a timestamp. Something happened in August 08. I wonder what it was. Let's let's text him. And then do you see him up there? Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, it's a black dude. I was listening to a lot of um, Leon Bridges because um, I read in a GQ interview that Leon Bridges. Something to the effect of him not wanting to be seen as like a person that makes white music because he makes this really like soulful white music. Boy, I don't think of him like that at all. He you know, some people like put that in the box. Throwback, right? And, yeah. Some people will put that in the box. They'll be like, I don't want to listen to that. Them oldies, white stuff, and it's like that's not white. That's as black as it is. Exactly. But not everybody know that, so it's kind of hard, especially when you're a younger kid or a newer kid, and you have to tell young people like this has been like this shit, like this right. is part of our people shit. But I don't do their homework. So as I was listening to him, one of the uh, this was one of the artists that came up as well, and I definitely. Had to shout him out because the project was just like the whole thing I listened to forwards and backwards. Um, so I had to shout that out, and that is it for the Music Man segment. So now we'll be moving on over to TV Land. Dustin Ross, please take it Dustin away. Dustin Ross. We're gonna make this shit quick. <laughs> shout out to VH1. We don't gotta make it quick. They missed us last week. Shout out to VH1. Legit, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> A shout out to Monday Nights on VH1. Loving Hip Hop Atlanta is good again. And Basketball Wives return yes. for season seven. So I am, for once, 
completely satisfied. Yes. I don't have no complaints from Mona Sky Young on the reality television tip. Erica Dixon came back on the scene on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just the best. Bambi's pregnant, her and Scrappy, Scrappy are married. All the new people are actually interesting. Yes. Like this whole Sierra and Shooter and yes. Keely, who I can't stand, but she's from yes. Detroit, so I'm conflicted. Like, it's just so, like, it's just so good. We've Tokyo Vanity. Been, we've even been good without Erica Mena. We have. Like, she really <laughs> has, honestly, she's been forgettable. Yep. Erica Mena's scenes have been the most forgettable in the whole cast. Wait, so, she's back? Yep. I she's on she Atlanta. Left. Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She came so to you know, people who like go to different franchises now. Yeah, yeah, like Rich Dollars was like in LA for a is while. Is he still on it? Uh, yeah, but back in New York. <laughs> like, so see, they, they go and they come back and <laughs> they're trying to do the Bravo thing. Right. It's just good. But I still miss Jocelyn Hernandez's presence because yes. it's simply just unforgettable. So, no matter how good the Look show gets, I'm always going to miss her. She left? Yeah. Last season, I mean, it was a. But she'll be back. I feel like they all leave and then come back. I don't know. She did that whole, you know, fuck Mona thing. She's got three shows coming out too, so she's not like, yeah. She's got a spinoff coming. Okay, it's a VH1. I don't know what channel is going to be on, but Carlos King is producing it. Okay, it's called Jocelyn Takes Miami because she moved to Miami. And shout out to her beautiful little girl. That little girl is so cute, Bonnie Bella. It's cute, and Jocelyn always have her baby. Your grandma was the baby. But uh, shout <laughs> out to people who understand that reference. Your grandma was the baby. Jocelyn, I'll tell it. I don't care. Jocelyn <laughs> was arguing with K. Michelle, and K. Michelle had said, of course, she always <laughs> goes for the jugular, which I get that because I know what that kind of hood combat is like. So whatever. She always <laughs> goes for the jugular. And so Jocelyn thought about it like K. Michelle never even, her son lives with her mom. So like what? And so Jocelyn, in her way of speaking, <laughs> she communicated that. She was like, listen, if you... Always be around, and we don't ever see your baby. And your mama got your baby. Then listen, your grandma's the baby. Listen, but what she, she meant to say to, was right. your that's your grandmother's mother. baby. Right. You hear right. what I'm saying? That's the grandmother's baby. But she was speaking so fast because she was so angry. Grandma, <laughs> right. Your grandmama's the baby. So me, Latroy, everybody and that we Carrie. know, it's Drew, def- Carrie, everybody. <laughs> it was one of those like, things that was like, did y'all mean that? Yeah, y'all put that in edit on purpose. So she shout said out to it. Jocelyn. But anyway, <laughs> I miss her on Love and Hip Hop, but Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Is good. Bad little bush. Tokyo Vanity is very, very good and riveting like on Tokyo the show. Vanity. Yeah, yeah. All Carly Red is good. Everybody is doing what makes reality TV exciting, and it's so crazy because I don't know what kind of conversations they had at VH1, but all of the things about Love and Hip Hop Atlanta that I liked in the first season and that made me like the show are back. Yeah, like they back to like like. The like fighting, people, like oh, the storylines. The storylines, the it's interesting. <laughs> the people fighting. are funny. The fights are not like, oh, well, we about to shoot this scene, so let me do something ridiculous. Like no, like Sierra hit that girl in the head with the purse for a reason, and we understood. Like the storylines are making sense again, and it's just getting good. So we'll put a pin there. There's details, but it really doesn't matter because it is still love and hip hop Atlanta. So it's something that I watch like. I'm watching a soap opera, like how they mm. used to watch Young and the Restless back in the day in Days of Our Lives. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is that for me. So I watch it that way. So Who's it's just shooter? light. It's a good time. It's just so good. It but is. anyway, um, then Basketball Wives is back. And this is what I would like to spend the most time discussing. Because everything that I loved about Basketball Wives in the first season is back. Everything. 
Evelyn and Jennifer back friends again. They're friends. Back yep. looking good again, filming scenes together, dressed well and laughing and saying things and seeing them engaged that way. It's good, even though I remember everything that happened that led to the demise of their friendship and have definitive opinions about both of them based on those things. But none of it even mattered when I was watching the season premiere because it just felt so good to see them together as friends filming again this show. It sucked me right back to season one. Tammy and Evelyn hate each other again. We don't even have to wait to find out why. The first episode, it opened the gate very much. I hate that bitch. I hate that bitch. Damn. We hate each other. That's what it is. And you know what? Because of today's episode, it was very funny to watch when Tammy was like, Evelyn had jokes. What was the jokes? What was the joke? <laughs> yeah, because Shawnee was reporting back that Evelyn was making fun of uh, Tammy, and Tammy was like, "What she had to say? What was the jokes?" <laughs> and she what was, was sitting the there, jokes? and she was sitting there waiting for her to show her how they made fun of her. And then she used it later when she was like, she's like well, now, since y'all got something to say about my walk, you can watch it when I leave. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> that's how you flip it. That's how you flip it. <laughs> well, that's also how you look stupid because so she was what they did was like, Evelyn has... You forget that these people are funny, and that's why we like them on television in the first place, because they were personalities. So what they're doing now is they're being so blatant. I'm going to tell you what it is. They're acting like they act in season one, acted in season one when nobody really was trying to be blatantly strategic with the use of this television platform they have. They simply were new and fresh on TV and immersed in whatever was going on in the scene, not approaching or determining their reactions based on how it was going to make them look. They're just in the moment, and that's what's making this so good. So it's just been really, really good. Malaysia, (laughs) I love Malaysia. Malaysia's back. You have to remember, Malaysia was introduced to us. All of these things are just taking me back to when I was introduced to all of these people. Malaysia was introduced to us putting her foot in Laura Govan's ass at a dinner on season one, episode one of Basketball Wives LA because Laura Govan and them were being blatantly rude and disrespectful to her, and she simply stood up for herself and put her foot in Laura's ass on the first episode. Loved her since then. Well, now she's back, divorced. She's evolved into this, you know, this person because she's just, her personality and even her style and her look is completely different from when it was when we met her. She was very much... You know, I'm a wife. I'm a basketball wife. She was she was a little bit more in the background. Now she totally embraces, like, being, like, you know, a fashion... Well, I was going to say a fashion girl, but, like, a fashion Nova girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know... <laughs> fashion Nova. It's fine. But, like, I love fashion Malaysia. Okay, Malaysia dress is cute. But anyway, it's been good to see her. She's filming with her family, Byron Scott, um, and his girlfriend, and then Byron Scott's son and his wife, who I love. Her name is Kristen, and I, I just she's from New Orleans. You know I love New Orleans. It's just been really good. Jackie Christie is back up to her old antics. She's still a sloppy mess, of, uh, still um, reaching still for boss. scenes. Yep. Still right, still a boss. I'm Jackie Marie Christie. Still doing things that don't make no damn sense, like throwing a fit. Her daughter, long story short, Jackie and Evelyn hate each other. Jackie has a daughter named Chantel who's always had her foot in the mix of what's going on on the show and really wants to be famous, and she goes on camera. And so because Jackie, all of her kids are, like, super detached from her, 
like they all don't mind doing and saying adult shit in front of her because they really don't care what she has to say and she's accepted that and just like she's their mama so she lets them be disrespectful in her way of of still being present is like oh I, I allow my kids to be themselves whatever but they don't give a damn about Jackie which is why Shani wanted to go upstairs and say hi to Evelyn and make it clear that I know you and my mama don't like each other and I know what happened but I'm not taking that and letting it determine how I treat you. Now, to me, that kind of separation, even if your mom is acting a fool and, you know, whatever, even if your mom is Jackie Christie, I guess. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Even if your mom is Jackie Christie, to me, that's your mom and somebody that she was going to literally fist fight. Like, why, you know? Like, what the fuck are you doing? But the fact that she did says a lot. What does Jackie do? She she better not do nothing to my daughter. My daughter. D-O-T-T-E-R. My yeah. daughter. She better not do nothing to my daughter. And, you know, she runs upstairs. But then, right when she gets to a place where she can walk over to where Evelyn and her daughter are having the conversation, she's, ooh, I'm so mad. And she turns her back and she's, like, got a smirk on her face. I'm so mad. Ooh, I just, I'm not going to go over there. I'm not going to do nothing. You're not. You're not going to do anything. And all these ridiculous antics are simply for the camera. So Jackie's still on her Jackie <coughs> shit. Shawnee still has tons and tons of children. And she still, you know, yes. is. Tons and tons. Yeah, I feel like there's like a new child. I, or like, I know sometimes they just grow up and change. But I feel like there was a different one in the summer. <laughs> I ain't seen this one. Oh, she shit. rotates who's on camera for what season or whatever, I guess. <laughs> Basketball Wives is good. It is. And I'll be watching this season. Yay. What about Potomac? That's all. I didn't want to talk about no. that. <laughs> all right. That was so genuine. I didn't want to talk about that. Well, as per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. The subject of this one is overprotective boyfriends. Hey, guys, I have a very overprotective boyfriend. Now, I could go on and on for why he's overprotective, but sometimes I feel like it's a blessing because I'd rather have a nigga that cares than a nigga that doesn't. He... Uh. <laughs> Right. He says he has an insecurity issue with girls always playing him in the past. He's a little older and has money. So I try to be lenient. But he goes through my phone while I'm sleeping, questions questions men's pictures I like on Instagram, and calls me a lot when I go out with my girlfriends. Most times, I have the patience. But recently, I just have come to a breaking point. It drives me crazy when he doesn't believe me when I tell him the truth about guys I encounter. He's good, for, he's good for a couple days, and then he's right back to being crazy. I don't want to break up with him. I want to figure out how to get past get past it because I know he knows better. Well, <laughs> any suggestions? Listen, I've dealt with that so many times that it's sad. I know he knows. He, this nigga crazy, but I know he knows better. <laughs> Baby. Hashtag. <laughs> the way that people rationalize And they don't it, change. They don't. And you can try everything. I remember with one, I tried everything. I would call him. Mind you, I was young and dumb, so excuse the dumbness. But I would call him when I got places, FaceTime him. Checking in with your text parent. Text him. <laughs> when I got home, I would text him. I would call him so he knew I was home. i get off the train. I'll call him so he knew I got off the train. You got a boyfriend or a tether? <laughs> <laughs> Did if you even was, have a? Were you allowed to have with, a cell phone? If I was with, yeah, right. If That's I was with like people, <laughs> I would show him who was with me. One day he FaceTimed me at four in the morning and said, "Turn the light on." Oh, and, hell he had nah. to see if somebody was <laughs> <laughs> which is stupid because low key, if I had someone, right. I could have told the person. Move, go, 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 go. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> the person would have been crawling on the floor to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Like I told you. Listen, when someone wants to cheat, they're going to cheat. They're going to do it. Like, right. you really, they could FaceTime you till they're blue in the face. And the person they're cheating with would be behind the door. Like, there's a way. and Where there's a will, there's a way. So all, it's stupid. Yeah. So... Honestly, there's nothing you will ever be able to do that will make him feel better. He has to fix that on his own. And truth be told, the only way he can really probably fix that is on his own. Like getting therapy, figuring out, you know, what trauma this links back to is probably some mother shit. So, yeah, no. I I wouldn't even waste the time because it's going to be the same shit for years. Trust me. When I tell you that, it's exhausting. It's cute at first. When you're young, you think it's cute. Like, oh, it just shows that he cares. No. Until they turn into that meme, the guy in the striped shirt holding the cell phone and shit. That's what you end up going with. (laughs) Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh uh. It's exhausting, especially when they don't believe anything you say ever. It's just like, well, what the fuck? Why am I doing this? No, I mean, ain't nobody trying to go at their parents. Yeah, You're no. literally not even building trust. You're just implementing more ways for them to control you. Exactly. That's all that. it is. And you're, and you're exhausting your fucking life force. So by you even saying you know that they they, they know better, they don't know better. And if he knew better, he'd do better. And exactly. You're just wasting your time. They don't know better. In fact, it's finna get worse if you stick around <laughs> and stay. Right. <laughs> Shit. It's, right. It's true. Because then your ass, by then, you might feel like you all in and your ass might want to cheat or some shit. You're enabling <laughs> the behavior. Just get out. Just get out. I know you're saying you don't want to break up with him, but it's just another thing that you are going to try to normalize that you honestly should not be trying to normalize. It's true. It's true. That's all it is. It's literally all it is. Because the dude I was with was dope. He was fun, but honestly, it was, like, not worth it. Like, the cons outweighed the pros by so much that I was, like, it was a relief. I remember when we broke up, I was so relieved. (laughs) Not having to check in with nobody. (laughs) You have to remember what you literally had to. I could go with my friends, and it wasn't that stress of, like, oh, my God, my phone's about to die. If it dies, he's going to think I'm cheating. You could literally breathe again. (laughs) Like, you didn't realize how many moments you were holding your breath from a fucking text message or feel like someone's following you or it's like and you know what's the scariest part if you if you do it for so many years you do start normalizing it and you think it's and it took me telling that story to people after of like what i was doing to appease him that made me realize like bitch you are (laughs) crazy you really had this man having you call him all day long like I was pissed at myself. Like you dumb ass. I used to go with this How guy when I would do that? when I would leave his house. He would make me leave my cell phone and take a Firefly cell phone. What do you mean? No, I'm just playing. I that was like, what? That shit ain't happen. I wish a nigga would leave your cell phone. Take this. <laughs> like, I was about to say now that's next level. <laughs> you shit. going to the store? I need to know that's where you're going. <laughs> What if I need to call you? There's three numbers programmed. <laughs> Not programmed with my a burner. Cell, my cell phone, my house phone, and 911. <laughs> and then 911 ain't even 911. Low key, that was my life. It's like, uh, <laughs> for years, man. Fuck all of that. Get, no. get out now. And I say get out now, it's because you're just going to keep getting wrapped up in how nice this person yeah, is. Yeah, that's the part then, of the manipulation. Th- that's exactly. And then they cry and tell you, oh my God. It's because I've been hurting. You know, Don't I love cry. you. It's just that I've been through so much. Girl, no. If he, well, then you need to fix it and call me. This is so me. fucked up. If he cry, keep it moving. 
ride out on them tears because one day them tears might turn into tears of rage and he might get physical or some shit. Like, Lee, get out right For now. For real. For real. When they, I'm telling you, control the niggas. Fuck around your ass whoop. Like, I have never crazy. met a person that has been like, yeah, I'm controlling, but I'm working on it. And if even if I did, I'd be like, all right, cool. You can work on that shit without well, me. Call me. Like, call me when you have control. Because it's Jenna just Jackson a, gave it to me a, back in the day. It's a red flag of emotional instability. Yes. Like, if me leaving the house has you freaking out, you have some real deep-rooted issues I need to get handled before you're in a relationship. I mean, That's just the reality of it. Yes. Deep-rooted instability. I mean, yeah. instable like a horse. And I'm like accountable because I've, I've had... Um, deep-rooted issues with like jealousy and things like that because of shitty relationships but I what I do is I stay out of relationships okay so that I don't take that out on someone until I get that handled because I'm not going to be freaking out over a new dude and he ain't even do shit okay I mean oop trigger but oh you know what this how now I ain't ready for no I, shit I, leave exactly. my ass alone and Bye. I know it I know it I mean yeah but you got to do it in the meantime you I mean, know yeah, so. but, do what but you know, it <laughs> It's one thing to like do well, it. You know, I haven't then. done it. I either. know what, what, what well, I'm on you. by you, I mean everybody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> by you, he mean me because you know I'm still going to do it. But, you know. So you know you got to put up with a little shit. Yeah. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just. I'm no, totally be with kidding. be with someone who is interested in self improvement so that they don't have to make your life difficult. Yes. Thank they you. They should be interested in your spiritual growth, you thriving as a human, not in you carrying the weight. Of the shit that they haven't worked on. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. It, and if a nigga is interested in you, there's a difference between someone being interested in you and someone just being interested in what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like, there is a big difference in that. So if this nigga actually cares about <laughs> you and how you're doing, that's one thing. But if he just want to know where you at, like, oh what you God. doing, who you with, who is that? Like, not even, like, what you did today. I'm stressed. I'm, I'm tired for her. Okay. What is that? There was hearing this email. That's a quote on something. They'd be like, aren't you tired? I'm tired for you. <laughs> like for real. That's a real thing. And I think about that shit when I I know people are in these relationships. Cause and I'm not judging you, girl. I'm just No, this, this I'm is in experience. there. I'm I, telling you to get out. Right. Ain't none of us judging you. This is experience. And I feel like that's why, and I hate to be, you know, trivial, but it feels a little triggering to me that you were Very in this situation. Triggering. And so for the fact that you would say, you know, he a little possessive, but you know, that just means he care. Like, no. <laughs> Sometimes when people are possessive, that is a sign that there is some shit going on. And I know you can give people a little bit of a chance to be like, is this possessiveness or is it not? If the, if it is, which this is possessiveness, that is not cute and you do not want that. Because people like that will hold you back any which way they can. It don't matter what the circumstance. And not even on purpose. And it's not even with regard for you either. So that's why you got to get the hell up out of there. And the you last thing, what I'm learning, especially now looking back at all my past relationships, <laughs> If the person was so fearful of you, fear and love cannot oh, coexist. They, thank you. So if it's all fear, there's a lot less love that's cult being cultivated in that relationship and that fear connection. Fear and love. They don't. They Donnie can't. Darko. <laughs> well, oh, Donnie Darko. Yes. That's dark ass movie. Oh, Patrick Swayze, when he came to speak at the school, he was talking about how fear couldn't exist without love, it's and they true. were all just trying to talk about how corny that shit was, even though it was real as hell. <laughs> That's what I've learned with my old age. It's an absence of love. And so if you're looking for love through all that fear, you're going to be looking for a long time. Okay. They have to process that on their own. And that relationship just sounds as good as full of fear. Like, ooh, girl, run. Get out. 
Just let him know, like, listen, I care about you. But Break up with him in public, too. This doesn't feel good. Do it real nice. Have all your stuff <laughs> moved out. For real. I'm mm. scared. I, you know, people, especially men, and right? People get triggered. Men are unstable as fuck. Like, especially if you are a damaged-ass nigga, like, there is shit that is not right with you sometimes. And I'm not saying that everybody is like this, but when I hear stuff like this, it always takes me to that place. Because I have homeboys that I've talked to that have told me that sometimes that they have done some shit in relationships. I'm like, you know what you mean? And they're like, you know, things I'm not proud of. And I'll be like, nigga, there is something wrong with your fucking ass and you need your ass beat. Like, Mm -hmm. like when people tell me that, I take it upon myself and sometimes people tell me that because they feel like I'm going to not judge them and it's not that I'm judging but then I take it upon myself to be a complete asshole to this person whenever I know that they're treating somebody a certain type of way because I know that they they history and so hearing that this person is like this they are no good for you girl and I just want you to run just want you to run no judgment just run no it's true don't waste your time don't but ask first don't (laughs) don't (laughs) shout out to Bryson Tiller made that boy crazy what happened he, in Bryson Well, you know, he had went depressed after that first project or whatever. I was reading that somewhere, and I was like, Why? Because of the success of it? Well, people were talking about him. Like, he went to a very dark place afterwards. Oh, and so then people were in his comments. Um, and he was talking about how he's going to make his new project amazing. And people were still, like, talking shit to his ass, and he was responding to, him, to them. <gasps> I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Why you going to do this to Bryson Tiller? Bryson Tiller. Right. Don't. That first album was good. It was. It was very good. Rambo. Trap Souls. Yes. Say whatever, just don't lie to me. Oh, you about to have me listen to that. (laughs) That was the shit. Let's send Bryson Tiller. It ain't no room for controlling shit any any way that the relationship goes because it's a lot of women that are hella controlling over their husbands. Like, incessantly, like, Calling their friends, showing up at jobs, all that kind of <laughs> shit. Tokyo <laughs> Vanity just jumped on that boy Tobias. And to me, it was a name like Tobias. You need to weigh about 190 <laughs> pounds. Like you, That boy, he built like a, oh, Lord, he built like a, a bobby pin. Like, okay, for well, real, for real. I can't believe ass. it. His name Tobias. I said, with a name like Tobias, I know your back supposed to at least, his back look like window shutters. What? <laughs> Never seen anything like it. But... <laughs> Tokyo Vanity jumped on him like he he literally he was honest with her. You know I beat you in that whole ass. He was honest with her about what she asked him. She asked him a question. He told her the truth. He was revealed to not have really done anything wrong. It wasn't the best possible scenario, but it wasn't like you know something egregious. And she put the paw. And I mean the paw. But can I will say something though? One thing I do dislike is when people are truthful with you about some grimy shit they did, and you get mad, and then they be like, that's why I don't tell you the truth. Right. Um, hello. It doesn't mean that because you told me the truth. Right. That you don't to deserve no it shit. Negates, affected. Right. It yeah. suddenly negates the it's fact like, that you It's like, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Woo, it doesn't at least neutralize the error. Yeah. yeah. I used it's to like, hate that about you dudes. Still need your ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> Telling me some crazy problem? shit and then be like, that's why nobody tell you the truth. Listen, you're fucking terrible for that. It's like, no, you don't tell the truth because there's something wrong with your motherfucking ass. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to let you know now. Be honest. If y'all ever been psycho-possessive or controlling like that over someone, is there anyone that ever made you act that way? No, I've been made. I've I've acted crazy in other ways, but I ain't never been possessed. I got too much like, pride crazy to be possessive. Crazy in what way? You know... <laughs> 
You know. It's just certain things, dog. Like, like what? You just can't tolerate. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that's certain how I things feel. you can't tolerate. I Compassion mean... is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And so the absence of compassion will, it's a trigger for me. When I feel like compassion is a requirement mm-hmm. and a necessity. And when it's absence, you f- when it's absent, rather, you feel the void. And right. I'm a person who feels that void in, like, neon. <laughs> in neon. So, yeah. And how do you act out when that gets triggered? Like Malcolm X. <laughs> and what was his hashtag that he didn't even have know was a hashtag? By any means necessary. Sheesh. Thank you. I can't imagine what uh, Dustin's... <laughs> Freddie Rabier to trigger it. Nothing. I just, you know, nothing. You ever rip clothes? Nah, hell no. You know, that ain't even my style. Throwing phones? No, I'm, I, I, I. Mm. Popping someone in my I went to break a phone a couple times. I mean, no, nah, I'm just playing. But, you know, I just will address it. And then I like to, um, a detail has always been one of the things that I've appreciated about really anything in life. I like, it's all in the details, like <laughs> they say. So I like to go into detail when I'm communicating about things. Right. So I may be talking for a minute. You know, and loud because I feel like, you know, you always want to notice the details. So in order for you to notice, you need to be loud. That's all. I'm dead. What about you? Anyone ever take you out of character like that? Uh, Yes, very much so. I just have a very short temper when it comes to certain levels of disrespect. Like, I feel like if you're wasting my time and annoying me and all these things, like, I can subtly take it until I can curse you out. But if you're like, like, if we're having a conversation... And you hang up on me or something like that. Like, you hang up in my face or you try to, like, cut me off and we're not done talking. Like, like man, that's it. Or some shit like that. Like, nothing will take me from zero to 100 than that. Because, like, I'm actually giving you ample time and opportunity for your bullshit. And now that we're having a conversation, like, you know, we should be tying up these loose ends. So if you're just going to shut that off or shut that out or something like that, it just, like, drives me crazy. Because it's like, here I am, finally. Like, I didn't do it the whole time you were doing X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, I'm finally talking to you about some shit. Finally trying to clear it up, trying to get a resolve. And now you want to act like the way that you're acting. Like, it's not fair to me. And then I just lose it. Like, I go, like, off. (laughs) Off, friend. My trigger is is gaslighting. Like when someone, baby, when you feel crazy because you know something's up, and then you are the adult and you talk to them and say, "Hey, I'm feeling this. Is this what's going on?" And then they're like, "Nah, what are you talking about? Like you acting crazy. Why are you acting?" And they hit you. Let's go get some meat. (laughs) (laughs) And like they know that that your feelings are valid. Your your the energy that you're feeling is real, but they try to make you feel crazy. And not only are they lying, but they're trying to make you feel crazy. Yes, I don't like that. At I all. think that is one of the most manipulative ass things you can do to someone, especially if they're coming to you. Especially me, I'm so calm. Anyone I've dated can tell you, I've never been the type that when I confront you with something that I'm like yelling in your face. I literally, I remember my ex was like, I thought you were going to kill me because <laughs> I sat him down. And I was like, let's sit on the couch. Let's put a little something extra in the tea today, huh, friend? He was shook. He was like, yo, I swear to God, I thought you were going to like stab me because you were so calm. And I was like, let's sit on the couch and talk. Because if I come at you crazy... You're gonna be more inclined to lie to just get out of that but energy. That's why I lose it. But if it, I friend. come at you cool as a human and you still lie, that's crazy to me. That's when I lose it, friend. Because that's my trigger. Because I don't like a confronting shit. So when I already so when I do confront it, because I don't like to avoid shit either. So it's like all right, like now I got to deal with this shit, right? 
So the universe by then normally brings me all the receipts that I need. <laughs> right. So if the I'm fact, talking to you, it's because I already know. So the fact that I want to sit here and get this shit over with and resolve it, and now you want to shut me out, or do you want to be crazy with me, or act like I'm overreacting? Nothing <laughs> sets me off more. Because, like, nigga, this is the time for you to be like, damn, I, I'm caught, and let me rectify this the best way I can because I care about this person. No. You want to waste my time and lie some more and be extra or make me feel extra or make me act extra now? too much and the crazy thing is i'm at a level where if you just sit and talk to me honestly like for the most part we can figure a lot of shit out for the most part not everything right. obviously not but a, not everything. no not everything okay but for the most part i'll respect the clarity the conversation even though honestly i shouldn't be coming to you to pull information out at that point sure. you're already showing me you're childish but i just like clarity like that's all I'm, clarity if there's something that you're feeling, your feelings have changed, or you want to try something else, like, whatever. Clarity. Be an adult. I really wish people would be clear. You know how many problems would be solved if people just told someone what they were feeling or what changed or what shifted just really easily? But when you do that gaslighting shit, it's literally impossible to get any type of solution. It is impossible. Like, there's no room for work. When you're doing that, so. how you and crazy? That's I can't even believe you would ask me something like that. I hate, yo, you what? don't understand why that bothers me. I can't even me. believe I have to ask you something For like me, that. Or the worst when someone says denial, the blatant like. to your face, though. Or when people try to be like, you accusing me of some shit, some old shit. Like you, you know, I'm not your ex. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't lie to my face and do that. Those are the old programs and software that like I cannot be a part of anymore. At all. That all that shit is so old to me now. All those connections and like that dynamic. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. No. That's why I've been single. I'm still childish though, friend. I'm ghosting. Not ghosting. I am. I am. Niggas have showed me that, that I waste my time when I try to confront them with the truth. I just ghost. I just go. And then later on, they want to do it again. They want to gaslight you. They're like, you just up and disappeared. <laughs> You was lying about bullshit. Why did I need to stick around for that? Like, you and you probably don't even want to have this conversation right now. So what are we doing? Like, I just I have to disappear. I don't even entertain. Whew. Those of you listening, get out. Get, get out, girl. <laughs> get G- out. Great email. Now get out. <laughs> now Whew. let's jump into the. Well, that's it, really. Now let's do church announcements. Anything you guys want to share? Oh no, there's actually black business of the week that we didn't do yet. And this is a very, very special Black Business of the Week. Um, you know, we talk a lot about entrepreneurs. So this week I want to feature a kidpreneur. Oh, uh, cute. A young lady by the name of Mia, M-I-A. She is in St. Louis. She's 11 years old. Um, she baked the best chocolate chip cookies I've had. Are in you a kidding? Very... Fran, I kid you not. These chocolate chip cookies are so good. I've been raving about them. I was on live talking about them. But uh, when I went to St. Louis with the Reed, this young lady came by the pop-up with her mother. And uh, they dropped off these bomb chocolate chip cookies. And they were so good. Um, she's going to play this for her daughter, so maybe I should be clean. But they were so good that when I was enjoying them backstage with Crystal, that we proceeded to sing about how awesome the cookies were. <laughs> That's how you know. Because Crystal, she picked up that cookie, and she looked at the bottom, and she said... They look good from the bottom. <laughs> and then we just started jigging and talking about how they look good from the bottom. And we broke them Y'all open. Save me and they were I ate them all, friend. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't even have milk. And I was gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna save these and get some milk. Didn't even have milk, chewed them down. They were so soft and delicious and they were mm. perfect. 
and moist and amazing. So Mia is a kidpreneur out of St. Louis. Um, her Instagram is Mia's Treats Delight. That's M-I-A. That's so cute. I know. Beautiful, lovely young lady. Um, Mia's Treats Delight. That's M-I-A-S-T-R-E-A-T-S-D-E-L-I-G-H-T. Um, please go follow her. She's Mia. She's 11 years old. Her bio says, I love to read, learn, travel with my mom, volunteer, play soccer, run track, music, and most of all, bake. So, so we can heart. order from her Instagram? Yes, you can hit her up on Instagram and order. Yeah, I'm about to order. I think she uh, she does cookies. She does brownies. And I want these brownies. Sorry, I just see these brownies and they look good. <laughs> so I'm wondering if I can get me an order in. But um, they're, they were delicious cookies. I just had to share that. They were St. Louis was so much love. Some people thought St. Louis was, or so, thought it was so awesome that I was going to be in St. Louis hosting the pop-up. That they came down from Chicago and saw me. And they saw us again at Chicago for our show, The Dope. Friends on Live. So I want to shout you uh, lovely young ladies out as well. Yeah, that's so dope. that's it for the Black Business of the Week. I'm totally buying a bunch of Yo, when I tell you, they were so good. (gasps) Oh, I'm excited. Like, (laughs) I can't even... Even though I'm on a detox this month, but maybe I'll break my detox next month with the cookies. We killed them cookies. We were were all sitting around like, all right, I'm going to just have one or two. And then they were all gone. And we was like, wow, we are the real life cookie monsters. (laughs) This is crazy. They're literally called delight. Mm. How can you go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Well, thank you. Now right. we do the church announcement. Taking the church. What do you guys have going on? Just going to be seeing you all on June 6th for the If I Were a Rapper show. Um, following that, I will be with The Read on the Road. And following that, I will be again with The Friend Zone in L.A. June 12th. So see me, Awesome Asante, Asante everywhere. Yeah. What about you, friend? Um, next week at, on Tuesday, May 22nd at 7 o'clock at the Word Up Bookstore yes. in Brooklyn, I will be hosting an amazing conversation with Francesca Ramsey, Woo! also known as Chesca Lee, Chesca Lee, for her Well That Escalated Quickly book on how she is an activist. And it's going to be so fun, so amazing. Um, we're going to have like a 40-minute conversation. There's going to be room for Q&A in case you guys have questions for her about the process of writing a book, of being on, you know, social media, entrepreneur, whatever questions you guys have. I think it's exciting because obviously we'll all be in the building. Will it be raggedy for me to ask her to do impersonations during questions? I think she'll probably <laughs> laugh and do it, though. <laughs> I can't wait to read her book. Oh, yes. it's so funny. It's I so good. Wait. So I'm excited. Um, I'm honored that she picked me to to do that because we've been friends for so long. So yes. it's just crazy to see where she's at now. Um, but please show her love, show her support. I think it'd be great if book. we could fill up that whole bookstore. And of course, order the book on Amazon, on her website. Um, so or it on her website. Right. Let's see if we can crash the web. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> crash the website. Right. So. Uh, please come check us out Tuesday, May 22nd, Word Up Bookstore. You can go on her Twitter and all the information is pinned in case you want to check it out. Or you can go on, well, that WTEQbook.com. <laughs> I always have to do that. WTEQbook.com for more information and information on how to RSVP. She's stopping. It's a full book tour. She's stopping in a bunch of cities. Lovey's yes. doing Chicago. Maya's yes. doing LA. LA. So check it out. If you're not in New York, definitely check her out. And that's it for me. What about you, Dustin? 
That's really dope, and I really can't wait to read her book. So I shout know. out to her. I can't believe Word it. Up. A book, y'all. Like, what? Cheska um, fucking Lee, man. Cheska fucking Lee. This Saturday, I uh, may... What's Saturday? The 19th, mm-hmm. right? So this Saturday, May 19th, uh, you can catch me at... I'm so excited to be speaking on the media panel during the Moby Fest. It's a really cool three-day festival here in New York. Don Richard is headlining it. Yeah, Tons and tons of talent on the bill. Um, I love speaking engagements like that. Panel discussions. I talk a lot of shit and I make people laugh, but I love to like be serious <laughs> sometimes. So I look forward to these opportunities. So we're going to have fun, but it's definitely going to be informative. Um, they have all sorts of events going on throughout the weekend, though. Um, some things in Manhattan, some things in Queens, um, other things, other places. But it's a very, very large festival geared toward uh, LGBTQ people of color mm. and representation and just having a really good time. Um, and the guys at Moby have done some really great things. So I'm excited to see this weekend. So you can catch me Saturday um, at the panel discussion. Uh, it's at Roseland Ballroom in Queens in uh, Long Island City. So it's definitely just right across the water in Queens. It's not like deep in Queens. Right. Yes. You might have to talk about the deal. But yeah, um, you can catch that. Uh, you can log on to Moby, M-O-B-I-N-Y-C.com. Um, and you can follow the hashtag MobyFest, M-O-B-I-F-E-S-T, on all social media platforms to get more information. Um, you go online and register. It's completely free of charge, so you can come out and just have a really good time. So I'll be oh, there on sorry, Saturday. I'm missing you. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're busy. Busy is good. I'll be in Vermont. Yeah. Getting that chatter. but yeah so that's really exciting um and then like asante mentioned i'm looking forward to being in la june 16th with the friend zone yes it's gonna be great thefriendzonelive.com that's right we can't wait to see you in la we have a huge surprise for you at the end of that show (laughs) um and so that's it in vermont i'll be around your way this weekend for my wellness tour obviously it's already sold out but i'll be around i'll be uh Checking out all your spots because they have the best restaurants. Oh, my God. Vermont's mm. food is so damn good because everything's farm fresh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, holla at a play if you see me on the street. The Vermont <laughs> streets, baby. Yeah. <laughs> they used to be this shit. Holla at a play. Right. <laughs> holla at a play. <laughs> all right, y'all. Stay black and protect your magic. We love you. See you next week. Peace.